0: the rooster teeth drunk tank yay i'm always happy when we get a a a techno theme song as opposed to dude on the guitar by himself crying i agree yeah would you classify that as techno well something more upbeat i don't know
1: what are the different what are the different like genres of electronic music there's
2: electronica
0: house i I did not certify myself as an expert in uh, (laughs) computer generated
2: music here griffin you lived in germany for a while you want to step in and answer this oh no it
3: was a long time ago yeah i love parade though
4: there you go. Yeah. What is the we're, Love what? Parade? It's this
3: big, uh, like techno, like techno festival in uh, Berlin once a year, and they usually get like over, like at the year I went, it was like 1.4 million people just on this one street. You know, it sucks about that though. I went with two of my friends who were gay, and like we were really into like the club scene at the time, and uh, we went all the way up to Berlin. And we got a hotel, and we. He, one of them had uh, my friend Noel, who's now yeah. Called let's Ryan. name him. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> they're very out. of I like that you named his <laughs> alias
2: too, like just yeah. in case the cops can't <laughs> find Noel, they know to look okay, for Ryan. Married.
3: It's all legit over there. Oh,
2: okay. okay. We'd like to <laughs> so, welcome Noel's parents to the
4: podcast.
3: So he uh, he had to go across the street to go to the bathroom. There was like some uh, like bathrooms across just this one street, and he we lost him. Like there was just no way. It was so packed with people, and so for hours, like we were waiting for him at the spot. We, we he never came back.
0: So you're you're your uh Your friend went across the street to go to the bathroom and got lost.
3: Yeah, no, he just I just not uh-huh. to get back. There were just too many people. So uh-huh. they get separated.
2: So your your fun gay friend got lost in a gay crowd <laughs> at a party. <laughs> Fun, wow. mar- fun, married gay <laughs> yeah. friend. Apparently, it's like I don't know I what lost. happened. I was looking for the porta potty, and the next thing you know, there were ninety two dicks. <laughs> I had to fight my way back. <laughs> uh-huh. Gee, I got delayed
1: in the men's restroom at a gay pride event. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? There's, a, I, there's I was an ex senator in there. It's not a gay pride. It's
3: a love parade. It's just like a the techno festival. Anyway, yeah.
1: So, so wait, a so why is it called the Love Festival if it's just techno music?
3: Because
2: because people so love techno. <laughs> Do you guys it's a, it's I can I can put this in perspective for you guys. It, no. Do you guys remember a couple of years ago there was a funny photo or maybe it was a video of this like really muscular, scary looking German dude with like a goatee dancing with glow sticks with no shirt on while oh, he's walking te- in the street? Techno Viking. Yeah, techno viking. Yeah, it's my that's, wa- that, it's my
1: wallpaper. That's like. the love
2: parade. I oh, think. is it really? That yeah. guy's Same thing. Yeah.
1: I didn't see 1.4
2: million people on that street. <laughs> well, I saw a few people trying to get out of the way. A that, I think most of those people were <laughs> probably in the line for the bathroom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> they were all delayed. Uh,
3: okay, so anyway, we get separated from him. And uh, so Marcus and I decide, okay, let's go back to the hotel. Like We're freaked out. Yeah. Um, so we went back to the hotel and watched the entire fucking love parade on our tiny little television in the hotel. And eventually... Um, my friend Ryan comes back and he's pissed off at us because we abandoned him. But we I guess we didn't have cell phones. I don't know what the deal was. I guess it was before everyone had a cell phone.
4: So,
0: so you went to Berlin to the Love Parade to then go to your hotel room and, and watch it, it on TV.
3: TV? Yeah, it sucked. And he was pissed off about it, you know? We are like, wait. How long did it take to him to show up? Um, hours. Like, it was hours. Yeah. He was there well, for a, a long time. A busy
2: <laughs> bathroom. Do you guys
0: want to go to Mardi Gras and watch it on TV while we're there in yeah. New Orleans? Have you been to Mardi Gras before? I've never been to Mardi Gras. How about uh, you? Yeah, of course. I grew up I, on I the city of New Orleans is dirty enough, and like I've only ever been there once, and the entire city smelled like urine to me. I can't imagine what it's like when there's that crowd of people uh, there for that. Have you ever been? Yes. Do you remember how kind of paranoid I was about
1: having 500 zombies out for the immersion shoot? I do. Yeah. How it was? I was very concerned about safety. There was talk about putting you guys inside that red house and having a choke point. I said, "Nope, we're not having 500 people try to get through a door." And then even the thing about um, instead of having them try to touch you, I wanted them to have a goal that you had to defend, where they had to touch, they had to grab the brain, and not you guys. Right. Reason for that is I've been to Mardi Gras, and I don't know if there's 1.4 million people on the street, but it certainly feels that way. A buddy of mine uh, in college did the experiment where he got in the crowd and he he lifted up his feet and let just himself get pushed along with the crowd, what? where he said he went like 40 or 50 feet with just. His legs or his feet off the ground.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. I uh, I got hit by a police baton once at Mardi Gras when I was a kid. Really? I was like ten years old, and I ran up to a horse to pet it, like a cop horse. And the next thing I know, I just got a thump on the back of the head. And I looked up, and the cop like was like, "Get away from the horse!" And I was like, "Okay."
4: Wow.
2: I was like, "I met maybe 11. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's Alabama. Uh, see, that's where
1: the world changes. They used to go yeah.
2: thump kids in the head with a police baton. <laughs> that'll <laughs> teach, that'll such teach such me fantasy. to appreciate that fine equine beast. Might have, so,
0: been, might have been for your own safety, ironically. <laughs> yeah. Like the horse might have kicked. Or something weird like
2: that. Have He's you... Like, so were you in Mardi Gras in Alabama? Am I hearing Mardi that right? Mardi Gras was invented in Alabama. Oh, get out of here! I swear to God, no, no, there's no. A
1: documentary it's on true. Netflix. Mardi
2: Gras yeah. was invented yeah. in Mobile, Alabama, yeah. and then it was taken by Joe Kane to uh, New Orleans, where it became popularized. Oh,
1: God, you said you know what? You know what? You sound mm. like a Canadian. Look you it up on, on Google. To Google. <laughs> for ten up. minutes, and they haven't told you about everything
2: that's invented in Canada. Think, like, I'm not going to tell you anything good about Alabama. It's a shithole, but they they invented Mardi Gras. I will give I, them that. I, I think
0: we've talked about it before, but every good thing Alabama's ever done is or one just been stolen from them, right? Like but Mardi Gras, the airport in Alabama. We got we got Mardi Gras. Charles
2: Barkley. That's it. Well,
3: here, in, oh, and I, Hank Aaron. Hank also, Aaron. isn't there a little bit of a difference in the coolness factor in the Mardi Gras and Mobile? Alabama, I'm not saying the, like, that Mardi Gras
2: um, in Alabama compares maybe. in any way to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Maybe Mardi
3: Gras known about in the first place because New Orleans improved it.
2: Listen, Mar- let, me, let me put it this way: I'm not defending Alabama. We still have a white Mardi Gras and a black Mardi Gras in Alabama. <laughs> oh yeah. God, really? Yeah, yeah no, that's just, not a joke. There's a documentary on you can watch on on Netflix about uh, it.
0: It's rough.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. It's a it's a horrible, horribly racist place. But it, they did. Do Mardi Gras first.
3: Do they do the moon pie thing? I don't say they do. I'm
2: not saying they did it well. In yeah, like, no, they North have the moon pie thing.
3: But do they do it in New Orleans? Because I, I, I don't know, know if they them. have
2: moon pies in New Orleans. Because
3: I never heard of them. What's, the, what's the moon pie thing? Like, it, it's a big deal, like, how many moon pies you get. <laughs> like, that's what the goal is in Mobile. It's like a, a it's moon something.
0: pie eating contest or something?
3: No, I don't. Just people <laughs> give them away. Like, they hand them out.
0: So it's it, this sounds like my kind of thing. I <laughs> love moon pies. <laughs> I could totally get into that. You said this is for Mardi Gras in Alabama.
3: Yeah, like, it's like one of the traditions. Instead of, I think instead of throwing candy, you do moon pies,
0: right? Uh, they do no candy, is, too, did, but it's
2: mostly moon pies, yeah.
0: Is, is uh, uh, Mardi Gras, don't they have like king cake or something like that? Yeah, you have, is, you is, bake a king cake. And is is then, that yeah. the evolution of the moon pie? I have no idea. Is, was New uh, Orleans <laughs> <when laughs> like, we can't get moon pies. we got to come up with our own thing. I have no, no clue. <laughs> is
1: is the king cake the one that has the, the baby plastic of doll in it? Yeah. yeah. that They bake it into the cake, and then if you get the slice where you crunch down and you're eating a plastic doll.
3: You get to wear a paper crown.
1: Then you win, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. And you have to bring the cake the next time. Something like that, yeah. It's
0: what got, is it's, it's got all the all the elements of a great tradition, you know. Cancer causing agents, <laughs> eating food poisoning. eating babies, <laughs> crunching down on babies' bones, you know. Everything's great, but I have to say that the reason
1: why I was so paranoid about safety, though, is something that that I witnessed at Mardi Gras uh, one year, which was it's just a sea of people. I mean, it's just it's it's shoulder to shoulder, nonstop, and you can get. I've heard about people passing out just from either heat exhaustion or from lack of oxygen just from everyone breathing around them or you know they just get overwhelmed by the crowd. Uh, but I saw across the street from me. Imagine the scenario where you just packed in, packed mm-hmm. in. And I saw across from me, I saw a fight break out, which the natural reaction of everyone in the crowd was to get away from the fight, mm-hmm. to, to back away in like this circle. Flight, yes. There was fight in the middle and flight around the edges. But basically what that led to was that led to people falling down, and they fell on top of each other almost like dominoes, and then just people were trapped. Like they, they could not get back up because there was too many people,
2: and they'd all fallen on each other. Isn't, isn't this what happened to like every Kiss concert in the 70s? Yeah, I heard Pe- horrible things too. People was, would get trampled and die. Yeah, There was a terrible thing
1: uh, at a, a rock concert in Austin at the Irwin Center when they had – They had rows of folding chairs on the floor of the Irwin Center, which is our uh – coliseum that we have here but they were all connected and there were rows and what happened was people pushed and they basically folded up all the rows and flattened <laughs> them on people's legs oh my god so, so imagine like it's a, it's a solid row of folding chairs all connected and then they just like all somehow collapse them and then like, they'll like go over like literally like dominoes oh with my god all
0: people's legs trapped in the middle of them you know i don't know we got off on a morbid tangent here but that reminded me about something i heard last night yeah we got away from the baby eating on the news did you hear about the woman who got trapped in the ventilation duct downtown? Oh
4: yeah, yeah. She was
2: kind
0: of pretty too. She was in Perry's Steakhouse. We're pretty sure we were eating while she
1: was trapped in the air ducts. No shit. I did. I went on. A, I went on a double date with uh, Jack and his girlfriend. But uh, yeah, we were there. So we were there on Tuesday night, and the lady was discovered on Saturday. She was trying to get into the restaurant.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess they said that she tried the side door of the restaurant. That was closed. She tried the back door. That was closed. So she went into the parking garage and climbed, climbed into a ventilation duct to try to get that's into cr- the that's uh, crazy. into
2: the restaurant. Things, I'm that's pretty crazy. sure this was an episode of Laverne and Shirley, actually, <laughs> yeah. where they sent a letter to their boss and then regretted it and had to break into the building to get it back. Maybe it was something similar. I, I just made a reservation, I have to say. It wasn't that hard. <laughs>
3: No, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so how did she actually die? Like, what was the cause of death?
0: They, Stupidity? I, I mean, they haven't really said. Like, he, I kind of so, figured it they, out with my wife. I, I, my, okay, go ahead. No, no, I, you, I, you, I have you. a theory, but. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. Mean, the, the typical thing is, like, you're stuck in there. It could be, um, uh, you know, starvation, dehydration, that oh, kind of thing. Heat. Yeah, especially because it's so hot. What I started wondering is, they keep saying it's a ventilation duct. I wonder if it was, like, a heat vent for, like, some of the restaurant equipment, and she got cooked by hot air in there. Know, like the stove, essentially yeah. the oven yeah.
3: Yeah. How do you work your way into a, like a ventilation duct at all? Like, I they said she out. was
0: in the parking garage, yeah, on the third floor, and uh, that she got into it to try to get down into the restaurant <laughs> and that she got stuck between the first and second floor, you know like in, in a spot where she was too short to get back up out and there was no way to advance further.
1: Yes, so she went and down. So she started off going down. Like she, so she climbed into a duct, went down
0: a floor, and, and went.
1: Yeah. And the way and the, the building
0: was out. constructed and made, there was no way anyone could hear her where she was. Like right. it was so far away from find, where people like, were. How did they find her? They, gone they gone found like time. some personal effects on the on the ground in the parking garage around around the vent. And I guess someone decided to look in there. What, what was your theory? I'm curious. No, you you nailed it. Like she was she
1: was in the parking garage on the third floor, and so she went in. Essentially, it's a vertical duct. It sounds like she took the grate off the side of it and then dropped in, mm-hmm. and then that was it. So like she made it to a corner down below that she couldn't pass, or she got wedged in. Mm-hmm. Either way, she was in there, and I uh, I ate at that restaurant while she was in the air duct. You- Delicious, excellent pork chops though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's fucked up. That's fucked up. There's he- no excuse for that. Why would anyone do that?
2: You know that's the thing, right? You don't ever want to die in a stupid way.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, right. So everyone knows how stupid you were on your way out.
2: Yeah, That's exactly.
3: She lasted this but, long. To be
2: fair to her, this is a sitcom scenario that she's seen play out over and over again throughout her <laughs> entire insane. childhood and adult life. Like, there was an episode of Always Sunny where they hid, uh... uh Frank's will in the in the thing, and they have to go try to find it, and they find Charlie's angry place. Remember, she probably thought it was totally safe. Yeah, if sitcoms have told her anything, it's that you can absolutely do this, and the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to fall through onto a table. So we're looking at a potential sitcom lawsuit here.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a best case scenario you're like Bruce Willis and Die Hard,
2: right? Yeah, right. Russian terrorists take over. Maybe somebody will shoot bullet holes in front of and behind you, (laughs) but at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. (laughs) Just don't forget your shoes.
1: Everything's everything's good. But yeah, who knows? I, I mean, you who who really knows? But you want to go immediately to drunk because I've done some stupid stuff well,
0: when I've been drunk. The, uh, I I thought the same thing. Also, I think they said that she had been behaving erratically that day and that she had just gotten fired from her job because of it. Do you know what her her job was? She was a greeter at a at a restaurant at the W Hotel. Huh. And she had wow, pre-
2: that hotel has not been open very long. Because mm-hmm. she used to work at Paris. Isn't, w, uh, isn't yes. the
3: W the
4: all the glass panels? Yeah, did you hear yeah. about that? Yeah. Speaking
2: of uh, the W Hotel, they had panels of glass fall off the side of the building yesterday. From two hundred feet in the air, Yikes. and for, land for the second time in for a the, month, and land on people in the pool. <laughs>
3: These are the panels that are there. What?
2: Yeah, so people, dead. people. No, people got injured. They, they didn't say how how seriously hurt, but the news said that four people had to be taken to the hospital. And
3: not only that, the, the glass panels they're talking about are the ones that are the railing for the, like the, the balconies. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the balcony railings are essentially falling apart.
2: Yeah, they had to shut the street down.
0: Cops did. Oh. Yeah, and I think the hotel has closed, like its street entrances. So that
2: glass doesn't fall on people anymore from 200 feet in the air. I'd just like to say, though, bringing it all back together. Griffin and I stayed at a W Hotel in New Orleans at Christmas. It was lovely. <laughs> Nothing fell on us. How were the pork chops? <laughs> were they
1: good? Uh, I have a strong feeling
2: that the person who put up the
1: contractor who put up the glass panels at the W Hotel are the same guys who work on our gate <laughs> 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 every other day. It didn't close again last night, by the oh way. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: What the hell's wrong with it? This is
1: ongoing. I don't know. I have, n- I have no clue. I, dra- I dragged Brandon uh, down I here last motherboard? week.
0: Motherboard? To- is that what he
1: said? <laughs> we have a faulty motherboard in our gate. In our gate. In our thing that opens or closes. You need a motherboard for two functions, <laughs> and really isn't just close the lack the of opening. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, it's
1: like not open, open. But the other way. So, well, maybe one day our gate will work, but I don't know. I guess we'll just have to hire someone to stand out there and
0: open the gate for us. Can we get uh, the guy from Bungie? What's his name, Jerome? <laughs> What's that? Can we get the guy from Bungie to do it for us? their, I would, their, their security guard. If we did, why don't we just hire him to scare the shit out of the gate contractor? <laughs> yeah, no no, just scare the shit out of the gate. He'll scare it open and close.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> just make a grimace at it. Have we ever talked about Jerome on the podcast? Yeah, before? we've talked about him a, couple a long times. time ago. Yeah, yeah, he is a big scary dude. He the best part about him he's the best kind of security guard because he's a big scary dude and he has no memory. Yeah, I mean, we you can. Uh, it's one thing if we don't go for nine months and I think he doesn't remember us, but he doesn't remember us day to day. I think they paid him not to remember.
2: Like, that's, that's what he's paid for. Because you show up and you're like, hey, Jerome, good to see you. You know, I was, you've seen me a hundred times. No? I, just yesterday? No? Okay. Uh, I just left for lunch so an could- hour ago. <laughs> yeah. I, he's look, like, nope, sign this form. That's Come my here. backpack over. No? Okay.
1: What are, you, what are you looking at? Don't look in that direction. He's basically the, he's the gatekeeper at Bungie, and he's not a man that you would ever want to mess with in a million years. No,
0: or try to sneak by, or try. No, you would definitely want to, not want to try to sneak
2: by. Stay away
4: from the, the ducking. It's <laughs>
0: yeah, not going to work. We've already talked about it. <laughs> that was a, a, a somber, somber sec, section of the podcast. Hey, speaking somber?
1: I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's people do silly things. I mean, it's weird. About it's teary eating, town. eating
0: babies and people dying. How <laughs> about eating cake? We went to the eating babies just for fun. Yeah, uh, come on. D- did you uh, get a chance to listen to Joel talk about snakes last week? No, day? I haven't
2: heard it yet. But you know how I feel about snakes. Yeah, I was, was going <laughs> to wonder if you were uh, upset by it. The idea... I heard, I heard a synopsis that's, that freaked me out. And I'll probably never go to a public pool again. Knowing <laughs> that there are people out there like Joel and his brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, Joel didn't sound that afraid of snakes when he started telling about all the interactions he's had with them. I mean, he seems fairly comfortable just based on his story. Well,
0: I think. do you think maybe he's afraid of snakes now because of those earlier interactions? I don't know. He's like learned his, from his mistake. Like, don't trust the snakes.
1: Well, apparently he grew up in a house that has a fifteen foot <laughs> snake in it. <laughs> yeah. How would that?
2: How would you have a fear of snakes if you grew up with a fifteen foot snake? I can't. I, I, they they I, found it in your poor. mattress. <laughs> yeah, right. That I, might, <laughs> might be a, one of the ways. They find it in the ventilation above your bed one night.
1: You like. want to hear more about that? I, I wish we'd ask more about that because his brother lost the snake, and it showed up. What do you say? Three weeks later, and it was living in someone's mattress, one of their mattresses, oh. like inside the mattress.
0: Yeah,
3: that's scary. Uh, All that makes me think is
0: whose whose mattress was
1: it?
4: Right? It was yeah. it like Joel's?
0: and it's a python so it's no, it's no stretch to think you could be asleep and it's just like working its way around you and as you're snoring, it's just fucking squeezing the air out of you. <laughs> you wake up gasping, and it's already too late. You're you, fucked. You wake up, and it's like half-swallowed your leg. It's, it's just working its way up.
2: You're already half snake turd at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> you're on you're your way.
3: Are you going to be okay? You look like you're hyperventilating over there.
2: <laughs> I, can't, I I feel like you guys are doing this just to fuck with me. Can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine as a dad, too, you go in your kids' room? No, and no like, come scared. on! <laughs> come
4: I think there on. might be something in the bed. You're like, oh, ah! just,
1: there's nothing on the bed. You at the sheet. Ah! and there's a 50-foot <laughs> <laughs> snake staring you in the
2: face. I can't. No, I can't imagine that. So why are you afraid of snakes? I, have we know, established this
4: yet? He
2: just said he grew up in Florida. Yeah, man. There's a lot of snakes in Florida. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've I've, had, I've, I've encountered a lot of poisonous snakes in my life. A lot of water moccasins. <laughs> Not went, went to a lot of love festivals. Got <laughs> 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 delayed in the bathroom. There
1: was, there was, was no love idea. in those festivals. Hey, listen. Uh, speaking of this, there's something legitimate to be afraid of. Gus and I shared a link with each other uh, last week Which is some dude Oh yeah what, what is this On the Trinity River? Yeah it was uh, Southeast of Dallas Alright I don't know what the Trinity you River is You tell
0: I'm gonna look up the photo It was um, This guy I guess uh, There's there's some show I've never seen I guess called like Swamp People or something About oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. who uh, Live in the swamp And go and Like shoot alligators And stuff yeah. I guess there was This lawyer in Dallas Who saw that show And was like Oh I want to try that So he uh, Contacted some dudes Who like are Alligator hunters Southeast
2: of Dallas Isn't that illegal By the way Alligator hunting? I don't know I think it is. It was illegal when I lived in Florida. It was a big uh, deal. It's probably different here. Okay. Uh, so anyway, he contacted these dudes,
0: and uh, he went out alligator hunting for the first time and shot an alligator. It was a 14-foot-long, 900-pound alligator. Oh, God. It he, looks like the thing from Lake
2: Placid. It looks like a dinosaur. He shot a dinosaur is what he did. Is yeah. so
3: that he killed
2: it? Yeah, you're, you're right, Gus. That's, That's Betty White's pet from Lake Placid. Right. She would feed it cows. I remember that. Oh, my God. So he's like the Oliver Platt of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I I, like I can't it. believe anybody else ever saw. <laughs> I like Placid like Placid a lot. I,
3: I saw the movie, but I don't have no memory of it. No, no. Yeah, it
2: had Bill Pullman in it too, I believe. <laughs> okay.
1: Sorry, no, I just so got, I just got lost in a Heidi Montag gallery. That man. is fucking ridiculous. It yeah. was shot legally. Officials it's, investigate
0: if Gator was shot legally. It's almost as big as Heidi Montag's breast implant. So yeah, yeah,
3: Is it one of those things where the alligators kind of like deer, where you, if once there's like enough of a population, they let you? Go. <laughs>
4: You know. <laughs> well, listen, I'm gonna go right and <laughs> say I'm
1: totally okay with alligators being shot all the time, especially if they're in a river. Especially if they weigh almost Dallas. as much as a little car. There. Oh. That's in the bed of his pickup.
3: Holy shit.
1: Look at that thing. Eight hundred eighty pounds is what it
2: says it's, here.
3: It's only gets that big it's almost a shame to kill it, you know? It's like
2: You can make a lot of luggage it's a shame out of that. To kill it.
3: <laughs> no, kind of. I mean if it gets that big and it's I don't know, it's kind of impressive. You know, why just put it in a zoo somewhere?
2: I, I, you know, I would be investigating if there's any like a power plant near that lake. (laughs) What do you What do you think an
1: 880 pound alligator eats on a daily basis? Whatever the fuck it wants. Right. Exactly.
0: I mean, it's like it it must eat a cow. I I I wonder what the volume is. Like how how much does it have to eat? Does it eat every other alligator it sees? Or
1: right, everything it comes in contact with trees. You know, I mean, it, it must eat a cow a day, right?
0: Uh oh, that's a that's Well, a, it's a Texan. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down to Lockhart about once a week. he'd yeah.
1: f- <laughs> even said would even said listen to this. I asked that question. It says it's referred to as the giant cow eating alligator. I'm gonna see if there's more information about his diet. They didn't have time to interview it, I guess, before they shot it. See how what its lifestyle is like. Yeah, but it was shot just outside of uh, just outside of Dallas, which is fucking crazy. No, the reason so not that's, to that's like something Dallas. to be worried about. Yeah, no, no, I'm now worried about that. Thank you. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can fight this animal. You <laughs> Clearly the guy won. I mean, look, this is this is intelligence in action. Right. That he, had, he had the technology. <laughs> this guy has a, has a new trophy, and he has a shiny red pickup. Yeah, so, I think the
0: guy said that he's going to mount it on the wall in his
1: office. <laughs> how the fuck is he going to do that?
0: How, how big is his office? He's going to have to get a new wall. This he's like, going to have to get like an addition to his office to yeah. house the alligator.
3: That's going to be great in meetings, too, right, as a power play. Like, oh, you see that monster up there? I shot it.
2: Yeah, totally. Be like, can I represent you, sir? Do you know who represented that alligator? The other guy. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to mount a knife up there with it. Be like, I killed it
0: with that knife. Yeah, no kidding. Hand to hand. Damn, that's unbelievable. But I'm with Griffin,
1: though, too. It's like, it just seems like really old. Seems like really sad that some dumbass went out and shot it with a gun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because he wanted to shoot a really big thing. I feel the same way. Even I hate great white sharks, but every now and then you see this record setting rod and reel landing that they did with some massive great white shark. And the thing looks like it came from, you know, the Paleolithic era. Are, yeah, we, yeah. are we in the Paleolithic era? Or what are we in now?
0: We're in the, I don't know, Cenozoic? Is that it? Cenozoic? Something like that? Yeah. I think everything after the internet, we should make a new one. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like,
1: it's it's these things they live forever, you know what I mean? And they're these giants of nature. Live? What's that? How
0: long do alligators live? Uh, I don't know. Anybody like, make I, like, a guess? I, like, I wonder how old that
2: thing was. I don't know. I can't yeah. imagine they live more and than are thirty years.
3: To live a long time, right? Isn't They'll that?
2: count the rings, right? <laughs> Cut yeah. off the tail. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What is that about sharks that, that they don't like? They can't get can- cancer. Is that right? Yeah,
1: something like that. They don't have bones.
3: And they don't have bones.
1: No, they're all cartilage. They also don't have any muscles to push water through their gills, so they can't ever stop swimming.
2: Somehow, that freaks me out. I think, uh, I think that the saying is that like sharks could be could potentially live forever if it wasn't for disease, right? Oh, okay,
3: yeah. Like old age wouldn't
0: really be. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like what you said, like how they have they have to always be swimming in order to breathe, right? It, don't they when they sleep? Don't they shut down their brain in sections? Like they'll let part of their brain sleep while the other part Eats. continues to make them swim <laughs> and eat things. Yeah, and then like the other one will shut down, like a. It's like a, I don't know, like a redundant system. That would I feel, suck. I do that
3: way half the time anyway. It's so parts of my brain working.
0: It's also known as a cubicle job, basically. Yeah. Average
1: lifespan, here's what Google is suggesting, of a human, of a horse, of a dog, of a cat. and say of an alcoholic, <laughs> an Alaskan mute and now an alligator. No guesses as to what the average lifespan uh, of an alligator is? I'd say is?
0: 30, 40
1: years. 25 years.
3: 80
1: and it wasn't, I didn't take notes, so you guys are all going to have to remember <laughs> your guesses.
0: Whatever. Uh, this is going to take me a while. Whatever you're about to say, that's what I said.
1: Why? Uh, did we already talk about this? Why is there the stupid rule that if you go over, your guess doesn't count? The price is right. Price is right. Yeah, but why is that? It's bullshit. They had, is to what make, it is. they had
0: to make a rule for a game show. Black I'm with you. They they want to, it, going they, over they, doesn't count. They to I mean, going over
2: counts. Going over they just They want to discourage people from winning. Is that what it is? Yeah. If you take, been, take away half of their potential to win. If they go over by $1, they're not eligible to win. It's a fucking scam is what it is. Oh, I see what
1: you're saying. So nobody can win. Yeah. But then they no, just but bid and just re-bit. Then the people bid a dollar.
2: Yeah. Or, but then, or they just don't bid again. Yes, but if you're on the final showcase, Showdown... Then uh, you two people get bids if they both bid over, then nobody wins anything. Yeah, but and that's there's, true. No re, there's no rebidding. No, it happens true, every episode. No, I'm, I, I, I think I'm maybe I mean I'm not a fucking. Uh, no, I'm not fan. saying they overbid <laughs> every episode, but there's one of those at the end of every episode, yeah, yeah. and that's the big money. But both people don't overbid every time. It
1: happens. No, it, they make them bid again.
2: Not at the very end, though. Not at the very end. They, they just say, "Oh, that's it. Everyone loses." Yeah. By uh, wah, 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 that's not yeah. true. That's true. not true. Call Drew Carey. <laughs> let's
4: let's
0: get Drew Carey on the podcast.
1: There's got there's got to be a thing where. There's got to be a thing online where some they've had that happen then.
2: We should be able to look that up, right? I would assume so. A video where they've both overbid and the show ended? Let's, sure. Or we could go back in time to the 1982 when people gave a shit and we could just it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. There's such showmen on the uh, Price is Right. Yeah.
4: They
0: have to let somebody win. We'll have to do further research to figure that one out. So I can't find this. Average, you can't find the... Average age of an alligator. This is precisely the kind of
1: information that an encyclopedia would have provided me in like 10 seconds, but on the internet, it's obscured by all these random events.
4: By Heidi
0: Montag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, I got lost in the Heidi Montag.
2: Hey, thinking. Gus,
0: did you see Cars 2 yet? No, I have no plans to. Cars was my easily my least favorite Pixar movie. I yeah. give that. Was Cars the highest grossing Pixar movie? No, I think Finding Nemo was.
1: Okay. The average lifespan of an American alligator is 56 years old. Anybody who guessed that? I guess who guessed? Guess- I said thirty to high. forty. Where said she- you so somewhere in there? Oh, American, American alligator. alligator. I don't know yeah, why they okay. did that. Yeah.
3: How the hell can they live? It's the oldest recorded.
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't have that. Come on. I'm not <laughs> I'm not prepared for this conversation <laughs> about alligators. The oldest. The average lifespan of a carp is a hundred years old.
0: What? A carp? No way. Because humans don't eat them. Yeah. Just, can I, can that, that's the key to survival. If you're an animal, don't be delicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be disgusting tasting. We'll leave you alone.
1: Man, turtles have it made, dude. So much for being sedentary. Turtles live – a Galapagos land turtle lives 193 years on average. On average. That's like a Vulcan.
3: Yeah, but it's – <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> like the kind of existence to go on that long? You're like, you hang out in your shell. You can't ever get out of your shell. And then like – I don't know. It just seems like the most boring existence. It's but the arm, longest. And you know?
0: so like you get like clothes. you like – you're born in your clothes and you're living in your clothes. That's all relative. You are born in your clump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: What's the most exciting thing that can happen to you? <laughs> wait, wait, talk about a did
0: turtle. Gavin,
1: Gavin the podcast? <laughs> about a fucking turtle. No, they molt. They think they, they, don't, they don't. The shell doesn't grow with them, right? They like molt they the grow. shell off and get a new one? The shell anymore? doesn't molt, does it? <laughs> that, that doesn't
2: sound right. Oh, Do we know anything about anything? <laughs> No, fearless,
3: fearless. Can you listen, it sheds a-
2: its birth onesie and it grows into a grown-up what, turtle. shell
3: what, What's the most exciting thing that could possibly happen to you as a turtle other than dying, dude? In, how about this?
2: How- Did you see Finding Nemo? We were just talking about it. They're fucking swimming all over the world. Listen,
3: bike surfers. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: that's true. But also, listen, Taking the EAC. La- <laughs> Last night, at one point. I looked over at you and you were laying on the bed just staring at the ceiling. And I was like, What are you up to? And you're like, Nothing, I'm just laying here. And I was like, Do you want to watch TV or hang out or something? And you were like, Nope, I'm just laying here relaxing. And you did that for an hour and you had the biggest smile on your face, not having to talk to me or touch me. That's what it's like <laughs> for a turtle all the time. They don't have to talk to me or touch me. No, but that's they just it. sit there and <laughs> <Everything>, relax.
3: <laughs> Everything Do you guys moderation. want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> No, but, like, that's, something, that's fun, like, occasionally, you know? But if you had to do that your entire life, it would
0: be boring.
2: That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty awesome to me. Gus, uh, a- G- just before
1: the podcast, when we were laying out... The work day and how we were going to handle the editing of the podcast and who was going to take care of it. It's so <laughs> always Gus. Gus's, Gus's whole thing was, "Oh, I'll get it done because I want to sleep."
0: The earlier I can sleep,
1: it's nine in the morning. All he's thinking about now is when he's going to fall asleep tonight. Yep, to be sweet. What time? What time do you go to bed at night?
0: Uh, between midnight and one a.m. Typically.
1: Yeah. So do I. So what time do you usually get up? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. So, that you, so if you love sleeping so much, you're not sleeping all that much. You sleep about six hours a day. Yeah, I could go for more. Could you? Yeah. I find if I sleep I, I could, more, it kind of affects me worse. Like, I feel better if I get about six hours, seven hours sleep. I think I feel best if I
0: get about 11. <laughs> 11? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I can really sleep.
3: Yeah, you get, you're get. you pretty defensive of your sleep time, too. Like, I went to his house because I was told, drop by any time. So I knock on the door and you like you ask me to leave. you like, huh, it's interesting that you came by. Yeah. Like what sleep? time was it?
0: Sleep was code. I it was, was like, about to get laid. It was like two p.m. Oh, you were about to. We were about to. Get, I was about to get laid, and you came by, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm sleeping. Get the fuck out of here." No, that
3: didn't happen, dude.
0: Whatever.
2: You're married. <laughs> I know you're that's why it was laid. exciting. <laughs> It was that time of year! <laughs> the fucking Griffin comes that time and knocks on the were door. Like, You were like, hey Esther, what are you doing uh, laying on the bed there? And she's like, I'm just relaxing, staring at the ceiling. And you're like, oh, okay, you probably don't want to, know."
1: Jeff, you am <laughs> just want to talk go about, play about Jeff
2: keeps coming back to this. <laughs> no, if I were to talk about anything with my wife, it would be the intervention we're going to have over the van that you're never going to buy.
3: I'm not going to spend money on something that I'm not excited about.
2: Mm-hmm. She, my wife has been buying a van since uh, October of last year, how long did it take me to buy a new car? Seriously, how long was I looking for a new car? How many conversations that I have to have with you about your new car? <laughs> in, uh, how many in, years? In that, uh, five, six years. Five, six years. Yeah, yeah. And we I, may have had five or six conversations
0: yeah. about one a year.
2: I may have five or six conversations a day about the van that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I will say, she's not
3: involving yourself. I see Griffin.
2: <laughs> I see Griffin get excited about vans every now and then, but typically they have one
0: wheel. And they're at the <laughs> junkyard down the street. No, she's like, oh, look at that van. We're like that, t- that van has broken axles. I'll tell you how bad it got.
2: It got so bad that in December, I got so sick of hearing about the van that she's going to buy that I took her to a van store and I said, buy any van, the van on the store. lot. You're at the van auto store. They, it's, it's a fucking cornucopia of vans. It's like Van Shangri-La. It's one, <laughs> take your pick of the litter. Like you times, get the sexiest one... <laughs> van you want, buddy. And it's uh, the same
3: van. You think she, it's a place that have like the one white cargo van? Just a million of them.
2: She didn't buy any vans because they didn't have curtains. <laughs> that was in December. <laughs> curtains. Oh, it's now almost <laughs> July, <laughs> and her plan last night was to buy a van in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and drive it home from Anime Expo.
3: Yeah. Well, the problem is that there aren't a lot of good vans, and the kind of looking for a van with character. What do you don't... want?
2: You want a 1966 Ford Econoline van? Something is that, like that yeah? Know?
3: Yeah. Sixty five. Go figure. Those go are hard
2: to find. Mm-hmm. You think they're hard to find? Imagine till your van breaks and you have to try to get it fixed. <laughs> And the only guy that can fix it is still in California.
3: No, there, there are people here that fix things.
2: Oh, okay. Griffin so, has – things she, that she does where she likes to collect people that work
1: on stuff, and she gets really excited when – Like, we have this table now. She's out, got a guy. Out in the foyer. Yeah. And what did you do to it, to the outside of it?
3: I didn't do anything. I just paid him to do stuff. No, I'm saying,
1: you know. but what was done to it? Oh,
3: he, he just cleaned it up, and then he um, put a little black paint and then, um, like, a couple of coats of varnish.
1: And so now you have your restoration guy. Got
3: like my junkyard guy. You should
1: you should say what this table is because
0: it's not. It's an old.
3: It's this antique furnace. And it, like, it's the perfect size and shape for the table we've been looking for.
1: Which has
0: been repurposed into a table.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, in the sense that it's sitting there and we we're calling it a table, but yeah. it hasn't really <laughs> that, changed other than that.
1: It's been repurposed. <laughs> Come this winter when we shut off the heat to save some money, you'll see. It'll it'll be a furnace still. <laughs>
2: this is from her guy who lives in Wyoming who comes down to Austin just to sell her furnaces. Yeah, Nice. Pretty much. Your furnace guy? You I got that I, covered? Yes, you got a yeah, furnace guy. He, he
3: works out of a storage unit. I think he might actually live in it.
0: Nothing hey, wrong with that. Yeah, we've, low all low about, we've all thought about it.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> And he's when it awesome. comes down to it, doesn't doesn't everyone in their life want a van guy? I want a van guy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs to know a van guy. You know, you're missing an opportunity here, too, because you could go test drive vans with your wife all day. <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> I an opportunity.
3: That's
2: like a mobile makeout, with mobile man. <laughs> Did you miss the part where earlier we we're talking about being married?
3: <laughs> okay, here's why I'm not going to do the thing you want we, me to Griffin
2: do. Griffin and I made out once, and now we have a six year old. Okay.
3: Let's let's leave us out of this. Okay. When I met you, you let's just
2: talk about you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> before before I was in the picture, you really wanted that. Right when he was looking for a Wagoneer, is that right? Grand Wagoneer. a grand Wagoneer. and you're like, yep. I need to have this. I've been wanting this forever. I'm going to go and buy it. And you're and you were encouraging Bernie, right? And you're like, Yeah, go ahead and do it.
1: I said, You know what? Yeah, if you want, if this is what you wanted your whole life, and you want to buy yourself a cool car,
2: go for it. How? I'm not a car guy.
3: <laughs> How long did you look for one before you decided? To buy a Mustang that you didn't need.
2: One day, but I don't, <laughs> one day. I don't know why... If you guess 36 hours, you went over and you lose. Why <laughs> Why this is about me and mistakes that I made 15 years ago.
3: Okay, no, because you, we operate differently. I'm not going to go and spend some money on something I don't want. If
0: you average out the time you all spend looking for cars, it's a normal amount of time.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs>
2: really? I the two hours a night of on Craigslist in Wh- Michigan... <laughs> <laughs> Looking at a – like, this van's only $4,000. I mean, sure, it's in Michigan. I have to buy a ticket to Michigan. and then It doesn't have an engine, <laughs> so I don't know how to get it back hey. from Michigan. But it's blue.
3: For the record, I am, I'm taking all of these things into account as <laughs> the price of the vehicle, okay?
1: Yeah, okay. The good thing about Jeff is Jeff, in any situation, can evaluate it quicker than anyone I've ever met. Like this car thing. He's like, this is going to take too long. I've done it already for an hour, so fuck it, and I'm going to go out and buy a Mustang instead. Likewise <laughs> – Remember when we tried, you and I did this thing, what was it, like 10 years ago now? Oh, yeah. Where we weren't going to eat solid food. We were going to try to see how long we'd go without eating solid food. Jeff, to this day, will tell you that he made it a full day. <laughs> but we started at 7 p.m. We started after dinner, and he made it almost past lunch. So he skipped breakfast no, one no. day. I made it? It, I made it to dinner. it to I made it to
4: the next <laughs> dinner.
3: No, but you're not, that's just, just like that. He's like, I. here's the thing. I, I refuse to deny myself with something. So he... He will come up with these grand plans how he's going to quit whatever it is, like some kind of food or like bad food or drinking or whatever. And the moment it becomes like – it's, it's, the moment it's something you want, you get angry with yourself for ever deciding to quit, and you get resent- – like it's just we you're going to Listen, I'm
4: American. I shouldn't yourself.
3: have to quit
2: things. <laughs> it's my birthright.
3: No, it's just interesting to watch because you get really upset about it, but it was you who came up with it in the first place.
2: How did how, – I'm mad about the van, though let's talk about that let's not talk about us Griffin let's talk about you I that, just, was, that was masterful
0: by the Gus way. And I, yeah.
1: Gus and I actually had right, a kind right. of a caddy conversation about you, Jeff, on AIM uh, one day. Because the other day when you told us that you had quit drinking, it was literally <laughs> it was literally six hours
2: until you tweeted a picture of your next drink. I had quit I had quit I had quit for nine days before I had that drink. That's oh, true. It had say, been yeah. nine days. Yeah. Yeah, it's we, it's true. When we, I had a drink and then I didn't drink again for another five days. And what was it? A corpse? Well, no, that was your drink. I it the was uh, every... the matter the the root of the situation. The root of the matter. Root of the matter. It was uh uh, Absinthe root beer. Absinthe root beer. There you go. Here's How much. How do you, you not try that? You don't. You, uh, you should. You should absolutely try it. Absolutely.
1: But here's how much your friends can hurt you by how much they know about you. Because I, I ate <laughs> I, I, Gus. And I, I sent a link to your picture. And I said, this is what Jeff is drinking six hours after he told us he wasn't going to drink. And he tweeted it on Twitter. And Gus just replies back, it's probably a vegan drink, so
2: it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding me of the time that you went vegan for three months. Mm-hmm. Three, three months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he went went for a while. Yeah, the only reason, and why did I stop being vegan? I made him stop. Gus asked me. He pulled the (laughs) best friend card.
0: I was with him at the time, and I was like, listen, you're making my life (laughs) hell. He goes,
2: (laughs) I'm I'm moving to Puerto Rico in a week, and I want to eat at all of my favorite restaurants in Austin before I go, and I don't want you screwing it up for me, so please (laughs) stop being vegan for me. And so I did, because I'm a good friend. You're welcome. Thank you. What? Thank you. <laughs> well, welcome back.
3: Being vegan is pretty tough, though. I mean, it takes a while to get used to it.
1: It's not easy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you know what's even months. harder than being vegan is knowing a vegan. <laughs> that can be even harder. It depends
3: on the kind of vegan. Like, Because, yeah, some of them get pretty extreme and want to tell you exactly what you're doing wrong.
1: Dude, it is the quickest pass. Path to militants. It seems like you know what I mean. If you're gonna become a militant, just become a vegan first. Like that should be a platform in like any kind of like next like new government movement. First, we're gonna make everybody vegan, and then they'll just like tell everyone in the world how to live their life or how hungry? to be better.
3: Like you know, guess if you and I get hungry, we get really bitchy. Oh yeah. Do you think that's what it is? Like we're just always sort of hungry. They're
0: like deprived of protein. <laughs> we're get but much. not protein. They're deprived of meat. I guess we're gonna get hate mail for this. Yeah. Now why? But from from who? Some vegans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it's okay. They'll write the mail in soy ink, and it'll fade yeah. by the time it reaches us. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like I, I get it. I you know, and but I just wish that why is that the one thing? Why is it the one lifestyle change that you can make that you are most likely to like push onto? I, other I feel people? like there's, there's
0: other ones like that, like um,
1: heavy I religions mean, like that yeah. too. Heavy religion
0: for
2: sure. People, uh, this, this is, so I'm gonna
0: get hate mail for this. Recovering alcoholics. Oh, oh,
2: oh yeah. You yeah. can have conversations with people and be like, hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I quit drinking. Uh, I'm an AA now. And you go, oh, well, congratulations. That's great. Uh, are you still drinking? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, when was the last time you drank? Well, I drank last night, actually. Thank you for asking. They go, really? What, what, did you, what did you drink? Did you have a vodka tonic? Yes, I did. How, how was that? Was that a good vodka tonic? What no, what, what, vodka what, you what, what kind it? of vodka did you use? Oh, living vicariously? Good. Yeah. 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 Oh. Like, how many did you have? I had Like six. Ooh, wow, yeah, Did, did yeah, you ever yeah. mix it with grapefruit juice before? Did you ever, yeah, that's good. It's like a Greyhound <laughs> kind of, but not. Like kinda, yeah. You have a lot of those conversations. Yeah. You can watch them salivate while you tell them. You know, yeah, I just had a beer at lunch. And like, oh.
1: I also find that recovering drug addicts and alcoholics also want to tell you all their super awesome drug and drunk stories. Yeah, it's like they have the greatest stories in the world, and it's like, well, if that's not, if you're so ashamed of it, why do you talk about it constantly? Yeah.
3: Well, I think, I think the things that are bad for people are the things that they're the most proud of, though.
1: Listen to that. Like the Kanye West song. What is it? I'm trying to write my wrongs, but those same wrongs help me write this song.
2: the famous <laughs> lyric? you. Yeah. There you go. Kanye West is officially no longer cool now. <laughs> 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 He's just been burnedied. <laughs> There's a podcast 120. Over.
1: Let's not talk about us. Let's talk about you guys. <laughs> anyway. For a
2: while. Anyway. Uh, but Jeff, ask you a question. They okay, brought something to, up.
1: How annoyed are you by these two, Gus and Griffin, by how often they do get bitchy, and we're just supposed to accept that?
2: Oh, I'll be like, oh, "Why are you being a total cunt?" I'm hungry. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, well, sure. Maybe, I guess it's fine. Maybe we should right.
3: decide to take the long way to the restaurant, or let's not decide to wait in the office for like half an hour and tell you yeah, we are. Without there, let's go. Let's go to lunch. Just yeah. a
1: second. Or how about this? <laughs> pack a snack. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <pack> <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like, if you if you both of you hit these lows, it's your problem, <laughs> not mine. <Yeah>. Apparently, <laughs> you pack <laughs> me a snack. <laughs> Apparently, bring me a snack. Everything will be fine. <laughs> I'm going to hump around a granola bar all the time, you know, just to be like, oh, you're, you're bitchy today? All right, well, here. I'm eat not this. eating any granola bar. You're humping around all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> That must be why moms always carry snacks in their purse. Is because yeah. they they just don't want to put up with the irritable, hungry kids. I guess so. You
3: know who does that? Uh, Chantel, stupid on the website. She always has like a little can of peaches in her purse. Like if the you're, can like, of peaches yeah, like specifically, specifically. She, she peaches. always has a can of if peaches. She you see when you're hanging. If you even mention you're hungry, she's like, oh, if I've got peaches. And she'll bring out like a little can of peaches. Is it like, <laughs> like one, a store bought
0: one or like one that she can oh, herself? No, no, no,
3: yeah, like store bought. Like just the kind you pop up the top. You know, like you don't even need a can opener.
0: Okay.
2: So there is, you go. Does she have kids?
3: Uh, I think she actually yeah, got. I think she has one. But that's a
2: mom thing for sure. Yeah,
3: no, it's mm-hmm. totally a mom thing, but it's great. There should be more moms in the world.
2: And so if you're a mom and you, you've identified that moms do this, why don't you do this for yourself?
3: I have. My, you have a purse. I have a useless purse. It's tiny. Do you have? For, I don't do think I've ever seen here? your
2: purse. I would be able to describe yeah, your it's
3: purse. Stupid. It's got. It's like has this dumb chain for a strap that gets stuck in everything. It's, it's stupid. Hmm.
1: hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is. Fun. I like this. She's realizing this about the purse, but the van is still on the table, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> you know? Well, that's why you need the van. You need a lot of space for the stuff that doesn't fit in the
1: purse. <laughs> By the way, well, she's
2: saying that the purse is pretty but not functional in any <laughs> way? <laughs> I us buy the classic van. I don't know if you uh, if she's missing this to you yet, but Griffin's going to need one to seven days off next week as <laughs> to try to drive a van yeah. back from California. So that. she'll probably be stuck in, in the Arizona of summer, for at least four or five days. Speaking of, which, oh, it doesn't have air conditioning.
0: Speaking of which, we're going. We'll be at Anime Expo this weekend. Oh, yeah. We will probably, probably promote The that. Royal
2: Wee. That's the reason. Rooster Teeth will be at Anime Expo this weekend. At booth number. Oh, well, shit. I don't, I don't know. At booth. It's actually fun. Yeah. Somewhere in there.
3: Well, who's there? It's going to be Kathleen. Um, Monty will be there. I'm going to be there. and
0: well, Yeah. Oh, is that it? I think so. <laughs> Have fun. I haven't been at a Mexico in a few years. The last time I went, they were still down in Anaheim, and then after Anaheim, they moved to Long Beach. And now y'all went there a few
2: years ago, and now they're in L.A. Last time I went, I had to break into that place to get in, and that was terrible. They would not let me in without a without a badge. But they the badge pickup was inside. Did you go through the ventilation duct? <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was terrible. I was caught in this terrible catch-22, and I was like pointing it out to them. And even they saw it, and they were like, Yeah, I don't know what I'm not supposed to let anybody in. Like, yeah. I can see the badge pickup, it's right there. And they're like, Yeah, if you don't have a badge, you can't come in. <laughs> That's I'm going to kill you. I feel like we've encountered that several times at different
0: events. Yeah. Where it's like, You can't come in without a badge, but you need to go in to get the badge. Yeah. How do you solve that problem? Break in. Put the, the, put the badge pickup outside of the badge area or mail people badges ahead of time? Just start throwing punches? Or oh, as, as the person in, in that situation? Just walk in? Yeah. <laughs> Stop me? Call, yeah. Call, call, the police. Co- call the convention police? You'll, you'll get your
1: badge on by the time they show up. Yeah, I would not give a shit about any convention employee ever except for the old people that they have running San Diego Comic Con. Something about those
2: people freaks me out. Dude, I'll tell you who you should give a shit about. Anybody that works at PAX East. Those teamsters are scary. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Don't fuck with those guys. That's a, that's a good point. That would be another exemption. The Gu- enforcers at Pax. Gus and I found ourselves. Uh, well, I think we already talked about this, but we found yeah. ourselves trying to. You're
3: talking about like the guys who set up the convention. Yeah, like, we're talking like, about the teamsters
2: out in the loading dock. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well,
1: I think the reason why I don't include Pax in that list is because I don't run into these stupid fucking problems at Pax. It's a good point. Shit just works at PAX. Yeah. It's crazy, too. It's like those enforcers at PAX, you find one of them, and you find one, and they solve your problem. Yep. You don't have to like keep going through enforcers to find the one that knows what the fuck they're talking or if about. if the one
0: that you find can't help you, they'll find someone who can. They'll like, go with you, you. you. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. They're like, okay, I'll, I'll get so-and-so. They'll take care of it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And that's, a, that's an entire army of volunteers, essentially, that are in that enforcer group. How many enforcers are there?
2: Hundreds. I don't know. It's a good question.
1: Yeah, it's a, you can always find one it seems like yeah, that's a that's a good group, man. If you've never been to Pax, that is a fun event and and the people there love
0: it and it really shows. Uh, is that, is this Pax Prime is already sold out, I think, right? Yep. Yes.
2: Wow. and they're having the Halo and they were Fest. able they were able to increase uh how many I think they have like 10% more 10% capacity percent more, this yeah. year, yeah. which puts them over 70, I think.
0: It's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah, Halo Fest is a big part of PAX this year for the 10th anniversary of Halo, mm-hmm. and we're, I know we're doing a bunch of stuff for that. I've heard some really awesome stuff that's been planned for it. Um, I'm not sure if I can talk about anything. Yeah, I yeah, probably yeah, can can't, but no, it's all awesome. No, let's not. But let's, it's all awesome.
2: Just come by booth.
1: <laughs> sometimes I know our booth.
2: Sometimes I don't. It'll,
1: yeah. be, it'll be a very, very fun year at PAX this year in Seattle. Yeah, definitely. So if you don't have tickets, sorry, <laughs> because <laughs> now you
0: can't get them, unfortunately. Maybe you can sit outside and scalp.
2: you seen that before? People scalping? Scalping. I've, I've seen
0: people doing that. Have you really? Yeah, I've so seen people uh, outside of PAX with badges, trying to sell them. What's the markup? I don't know.
4: Mm. I, I already have
0: my Exhibitor badge. So you don't stop the question? No, don't stop. Are and they, get, they don't stop me from getting my badge either. Do
1: you ever hand your badge to anyone when you're leaving for the day?
0: No. Ooh. I do that at Comic-Con sometimes. Our badges say Rooster Teeth Productions. I know, And, I know. Exhibitor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my name and on it. And gives you after-hours access. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not a great might idea. might not
2: be the smartest thing to do. But if you're looking for an exhibitor badge, just try to catch Bernie in the last hour of an event. <laughs> sure, if you, want, if you want backstage access to Halo Fest, knock
1: yourself out. So what would it take for you To get into a duct Like I would not do that I'm not scared of snakes I'm not scared of any of that stuff But I would not get in an air duct I'm not scared of a duct I don't give a fuck about a duct Until <laughs> Fuck
0: about a duct Until I heard that story last night Yeah I'd do it right I, now I okay. feel like If I get into a duct I can get out of a duct Right What's but the big deal
3: You said you said When you were a kid You used to hang out Like in sewage drains Right Like a uh... Right <laughs>
1: What <laughs> Yeah I lived in Houston And uh, in Houston they had You the, hung out in sewage drains We used to go exploring In the, in the sewer pipes Yeah like, oh, just open manholes and go down and just go do that kind of stuff. So
3: that didn't bother you, but a duct would be... No,
1: no, I'm talking, like, a tight... Oh, fit. Yeah. Isn't that how so you, Chud started? Yeah, claustrophobic? I'm not really claustrophobic. I would actually... This is going to sound weird. I would actually like to sleep in a bed that has a lid. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about mm-hmm. that. Like, I like sleeping in tents and things like that, where it's, like, a tighter space... I like that a lot.
0: They should try one of those like hourly hotels in Japan where yeah. they put you in the box.
1: I would like. I would like to try that. I really, as long as I can get out. See, I had an older brother, so I know don't fucking get, <laughs> don't get into anything that has a lid on it, because then he'll just sit on it for hours like <laughs> <laughs> <Look>, an asshole.
4: <laughs> I yeah. used to.
1: I used to sleep in a laundry hamper for the same reason. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So I'm, I'm not afraid of that. But if I like even being trapped in an elevator. That being trapped in the elevator wouldn't freak me out as much as the idea that we're so high up.
3: Yeah, no, that's the thing that would be scary. Yeah,
1: Just if you're like sixty the floors that could up, go
3: wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but you know, the sewer train like there could be a big rush of water. You don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, the, no, that it did start raining one time when we were in there, and cover your ears, your ear Jeff. It started raining, and then water started coming in through the, the you know the street drains, and you could see it then coming down the side pipes. These pipes that we were in were like eight feet tall, and I was at the time like a five foot kid, and uh, or maybe a four and a half foot kid. But when the water started coming in, then snakes started coming out of like cracks in the walls and holes in the walls. Oh, oh, snakes. Snakes. Oh, <laughs> it was seriously like it was like an Indiana Jones movie. We're like running out a pipe with the water after us and the snakes. And the
2: snakes the I
0: used like, to like <laughs> surfing <necks along laughs> next. <on the
1: lake.
2: laughs> Dude, I wasn't gonna say anything. I spent so much time in storm drains when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, I've never had that happen though. Oh god. We used to get in these ones that would there would be like that would go under the street in my grandparents' neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it was about like this big around. Internet, can you see that? And uh so you'd be I just enough kid for a kid ones? to like shimmy through, and you'd just get halfway under the street and you'd lay there until a car went over so it'd like shake real bad, and then you'd go back Did out. You
3: remember the metal
2: ones? Uh, no, concrete. Oh, concrete. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like two feet in diameter. You I guys guess. ever do any cave stuff in Austin or Enchanted
1: Rock? Griffin has. I've
3: done, ca- well, in Bend, Oregon, the ice caves there.
1: Ice caves? Mm-hmm. But you've That's done things. So those are different every year then.
3: They, did, wait, it they
1: must be different every year if they're ice. Do they melt and reform?
3: No, because like it, it stays a constant temperature usually under, mm. underground. I think they're usually around the same. I went in the summertime and then it, it was icy down. Oh, the it was still icy oh. in the summer. Well, part. I went like a mile in, you know, and then it gets really narrow and there's a point where you just can't go any further. I, I,
0: I've, I've been through Enchanted Rock, like the cave portion of it, like where you can crawl in it, and I wait, stopped. There's, I, a,
3: there's a cave in Enchanted Rock. That you can lives. crawl
0: through like Enchanted Rock inside oh, I didn't of know it. That. Yeah. Uh, the last time oh, yeah. I went in was. That was it. I was done because I was in there. It was a really tight space, and like it was like to the point. Like I'm, I know exactly thin. what you're talking about. I was even thinner back then, and I was like, re- I was really stuck, like trying to work my way through. And yeah, as part of that, I turned and looked up at the ceiling as I was working my way through, and the ceiling was just covered in spiders. D- daddy longlegs. They have a huge nest yeah. of daddy longlegs. I was oh, like, bad. fuck I that. And I I just like went nuts trying to get out of there. Like, I got the <laughs> shit out of my hands. I was like, oh my god. And, and it's so tight. It's like. You know, six inches, eight inches in front of your face, just, like, so close, you're like, oh, man, <laughs> it, it freaked me the fuck out. That's what I exa- I must have
1: been in the exact same place, the exact same experience, but Daddy Long Legs just don't freak me out.
0: actually say, was just jarring, because you're in there, and you're, like, fo- so focused on the space, you don't think about what else is around you, I guess. I actually put my hand in it, like, and it's like, why is my hand quivering and shaking? I know they like, can't hurt you. It was just, I don't know, it was a, it was a weird fear response.
1: Unless you believe that horse shit that they're the most poisonous spider yeah. in the world. In the moment
0: that
3: one of them mutates and has the, the mandibles to bite you, right? <laughs> they it's go all the way happen. through your skin,
0: yeah. then watch they're, they're out. They're working on it. They're breeding their top daddy long legs, like growing their fangs millimeter by millimeter. <laughs> Nazis uh, Nazis did that in World War II, right? They are trying to breed the perfect daddy long legs. <laughs> You know, when I was a kid in Houston,
1: I would get bored. I would catch mosquitoes. And I would take them to the house, and I would microwave them for different periods of time, and then let them loose in order to mutate them and make different mosquitoes. <laughs> My idea, was- You're like a
0: wannabe mad
4: scientist, it was yeah.
1: My idea was like three seconds, five seconds. My idea was I would make a mutant mosquito that would kill all the other mosquitoes, and I would solve the mosquito problem for everybody in the world. Yeah. So it was for good. But you know that's how it all starts. Yeah, so I accidentally Doc invented Doc. the West Nile virus. But other than that, it was all good.
3: You know, you're not helping us with the vegans, Bernie.
1: Oh yeah,
2: with the migrating mosquitoes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, speaking of Nazis, I sent you that link about the well, mosquitoes uh, do eat oh, uh, Nazi dog trainers yeah. in World War Two, right? Yeah, it was crazy. They had uh, a that dog that joined the Nazi party because he hated the French. <laughs>
0: Wait, what? uh, I guess the Germans were working on this program to develop... I guess some scientists thought that dogs were as smart as humans, and if they just trained them, they could learn how to talk, and that they could communicate with the dogs. And they had all these crazy stories about these super smart dogs that they had, and they said that one dog joined the German army because he hated the French. That's funny. And the dogs could say, Heil Hitler. Get out of here! Supposedly, no, I mean, but it was a dog. The dog didn't hate the French.
4: Come I mean, <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> on, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. But uh, and then I sent a response to you. Like I, I, I sent you this other article. I guess terrible. The, during, Mine was funny. Yours was terrible. During World War II, the U.S. Army in secret was trying to train dogs to be racist against Asian people so they could use them in the Pacific War against the Japanese.
3: Well, you can, I mean, you can get dogs to be racist, sure.
0: No, they found they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. They they got, like, Asian American soldiers in the U.S. Army to Um. do cruel things to the dogs, to try to get the the dogs to hate the Japanese. Like what, make them hang out out with French people? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of cruel stuff? And uh, anyway, ironically, the train took place at Cat Island off the
4: coast of <laughs> Mississippi.
0: Maybe that was part of the program. It's like you go to Cat Island.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, there's there's all sort. I love that kind of stuff. I love all the crazy World War II stuff uh, that was done. There was a program uh, where they were going to strap tiny incendiary devices to bats, oh, and, they, yeah. and they were going to let them loose over Japan. So that the bats would then settle up in the eaves of the house at night and then they would ignite all the bats
0: and they would set the entire – like all of Tokyo on fire in one night. You, you know, on a related note to that, I, I've heard that and that's crazy. Did you know the Japanese had like a kind of a reverse version of that that they were trying against the U.S.? Where they had school children building like fabric balloons that they would fill with helium and hydrogen and attach bombs to them and then they would, tr- they would release them in Japan, let the trade winds bring them across to the U.S. and then they would detonate here. And in fact, several landed and detonated in the U.S., but they didn't talk about it because they didn't want the Japanese to know that the balloons were actually reaching the U.S. That is bizarre. No shit. Yeah, they had people stationed on the West Coast, like Air Force people, specifically to shoot those down when they saw them. Really? They, they say that there are still some unaccounted for in the U.S. Well, I'm sure. Uh, that landed and that haven't exploded. Weird. And I guess uh, years ago in Oregon, I think it was. Did school children do this, you said? you yeah, had school children build the the fabric balloon wow and then the army would use it in oregon i think they found one like 20 or 30 years ago that doesn't surprise and, me and uh, some people were killed by it it was like a church group out in the forest found like a weird balloon with a ball attached to it and they didn't understand what it was well
3: if you go know, on the oregon coast they've got all these like old like concrete bunkers and stuff do like, you think along the coastline
2: do you think this is what this is part of the plan and that the japanese have been waiting for these bombs to start going off <laughs> 75 <laughs> years later no, you don't? Okay, me. You know
3: crazy, though? It's like if you, if, <clears> if up if a long play. a scientist, learn how to make a weapon because you can get a grant for any weird thing. Yeah. Like, it sounds like.
0: yeah. Or in a time of war. I mean, shit, they'll throw money at any kind of weapon, right? Yeah,
3: it's crazy, like messing with bats. And-
2: Speaking of weird shit, did I show you that jetpack from the 70s? Did I ever show that to you? I don't think so. There's a personal flying jetpack that they built in the 70s that went into production. They have videos of it on YouTube. I don't know what it's called. I'll have to find it for you. And you can get up, and it can fly in any direction. It can go, like, 2,000 feet in the air. It goes 60 miles an hour. 2,000 feet in the air? Yeah, it goes really high. Maybe 10,000. It was, like, too high to go in. And uh, you can find videos of people, like, flying it around, and it's all over Wikipedia. And then uh, they tried to sell it to the military. The military decided that it it wasn't... uh, I don't know. Uh, wasn't military ready, and so they just canceled the product, and it just hasn't existed since. And it was a perfectly working jetpack in the seventies. If you do a search on YouTube right oh now, God. you'll find it. Yeah, that, that thing you you is that
3: ridiculous. It but was crazy. Real,
2: totally real, totally real. You
3: should. Look I, it I should got into it, it about
2: look two look months ahead. a month ago. I meant to tell you all about it. I refuse to believe. I'll that. find it. And I'll show it. To <laughs> I you. refuse to believe that. Gus, you can look this up, but I'm searching for a power charger for my laptop so I can show you this.
1: But there was also a program. In the U.S. military, where they were going to paint foxes with glow-in-the-dark paint and set them <laughs> loose on the Japanese islands at night because they represented some kind of spirit. Oh yeah. Uh, in Japanese culture, and they were trying to scare the Japanese into thinking the islands were inhabited by these glow-in-the-dark foxes.
2: That's weird. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it, what it was. I'm trying brilliant. to look it up. You're gonna have your fucking work cut out for you today. That's really really weird. With link dumping. Hey. Um, and that's how they made the video game Okami. <laughs> I, I seriously do want to warn people from watching Cars 2, though. I tried to mention that earlier. It's a terrible, people. terrible film. <laughs> you should save your money. You went, you went saw it. Yeah, saw it like, Saturday. Uh,
3: I've been I've been picking up kids at preschool lately, um, and they've all been you like, pick
2: up oh, kids at preschool. <laughs> 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 Every hey, time what's your <laughs> name? <laughs> 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 <Have> you see <laughs> Cars 2? Really? Get the car. <laughs> Can you help me with I I, <laughs> got a car. I got a car. <laughs> <laughs> Next week I'm going to have a van. <laughs> <laughs> Those are assholes.
3: No, um, I've been thinking really from preschool, and every time I go, they're like, have you seen Cars 2? And they're all really excited. So it appeals to preschoolers. They're into it.
2: I don't want to spoil anything, but I have I've been something I've been meaning to ask you, buddy, because we saw it together. I went with you, and I agree, totally. It's terrible, and no one should see this movie. It's the least Pixar film, Pixar, Pixar film of all time. It's really bizarre. And Lasseter directed it, which I find odd, too. But, uh... It makes no sense. That, all right. Uh, without, without any spoilers, uh... <sighs> How do I give this – how do I say Who Don't, cares? It's a spoiler. Don't listen from here on. All right. so you, you, you turn why, off the podcast. Why invent all in all if you already have the market cornered on big oil?
1: I think the way they explained it was that they invented all in all and then at the last second they found all those new oil reserves. That's, oh, how, that's completely how they tried to explain that whole thing away. Yeah, I the must last five that. minutes of that movie, they just tried to explain stuff away that they just didn't need to include in the movie
2: talk about a convoluted plot for a kid dude crazy we when we got out of the theater yeah, i was like there's n- no End spoiler what? Uh, yeah. Okay. In okay. spoiler, so there's no way. I, I watched it and I was like, there's no way my daughter has an idea what's going on. So we get out in the, the Out of the theater, we're standing in the aisle. Or we're standing in the hallway, and I asked Millie. I was like, so what was that movie about? And she looked at me. and She goes, Lightning won the race. And I was like, I yeah, that's. I guess that's. <laughs> yeah, spoiler for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even sure that mm-hmm.
1: happened. Honestly, yeah, I, mean, I don't I, know
2: either. Actually, now that you mention it, I don't remember any anything happening. Or
1: the race was like had nothing to do. With the movie in any with way. With anything. Right. Yeah, the fact that they were cars had nothing to do with the movie. Let, let's put it this way. This happens pretty early on in the movie. You've got a movie where you place people with cars, okay? So right. you're going to have a spy thing. You're going to have an action scene, okay? They're cars. What is an action scene with cars? What does that entail? A chase? Right. Would you – where in the list of things where it's an action scene with cars would you include a fist fight in a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Do they, they, get, they, get they have a
0: fist fight? They're, yes, they
1: they're do. Like, they're like tire-to-tire tire combat. They're fighting in the bathroom. <laughs>
2: tire. Also, it's by the no way, sense. By the way, there was a lot of murder in that movie that wasn't discussed. Like, that fist fight in the bathroom ended in death. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, so-and-so's dead. And then at some point, they're like, kill Lightning McQueen. He has to die. Make him die. Kill the tow truck. Kill the tow truck. Kill it dead with murder. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it was fucking really brutal. Vehicle aside? Yeah. Yeah, and the
1: whole thing was, like, I get that you want to make the cars into people, kind of. Sure. But that's not what the first one was like at all to me. It was just like, what if cars were the culture and, like, ha-ha, everything's based around that? They just took, like, people plots and just put cars in them. Like, there's a spy on a ship who happens to be a car. You know, it's,
2: it didn't make any sense. None of it made any sense. And to me. it's all the the bad guy is big oil, and it's like it's really bizarre. Yeah, they really drove that home. They really did. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like they must have been like, I don't think Wally was overt enough. We <laughs> want to get more in your well, face I mean, with the environmentalism. The first
3: movie was all about like supporting local business, or your town will die, and like I mean, it was heavy handed to begin
1: with. Yeah, and time leaving you behind a little bit. This As was culture a, moves on, right? You know, Yeah. this was about of- joining Mi6 and murdering bad guys. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And, and big oil is bad because they will invent alternative fuels. That then they will shoot you with the
2: death ray. <laughs> <laughs> they had a death ray, dude. They had a fucking death ray. They had a death ray that only worked on cars that drew a certain kind of gas. They only only worked on cars that used environmentally friendly gas. Oh.
1: <laughs> I, I heard one of the great one of the great reviews, like one line reviews. I heard of the movie though, which is I can't wait for Wally Two, where Wally cleans up all the merchandise left over from Cars Two. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Drew from HitFix that that wrote that. Somebody oh retweeted it. Sometimes retweeting can uh, you know mess up the attribution of a quote. But my wife said the best thing about that movie while we were watching the movie. She comes up to me because first of all, I think I might be done going to see movies opening weekend. I might be done with cinemas in general because <sighs> Jeff and I went. Jeff and I showed up twenty minutes for this movie. We showed up early, normal cinema, not the Alamo. So we showed up twenty minutes early. We had already, maybe even a little earlier. Than maybe that. even a little earlier than that. We had already purchased our tickets online, we were all set to go. We get there, there's four five people in my group and two Just people. Two, me and two, two people in your group and Matt and Anna and their kids came as well. That we couldn't even get close to each other. Matt and Anna, they got there like within 10 minutes of the movie starting. They couldn't even sit together. Like they had to put their wow. kids on their lap to sit together. Yeah. So it was just like, what are we doing? You know, just we could wait an extra week and go see it and there'd be nobody in the theater.
2: Yeah, Millie was so upset. She's like, why are we sitting here? And I'm like, well, there's no room over there. And she's like, I can see Teddy. I want to sit next to Teddy. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen, sweetie. We could have just, just jammed them in the seat together. I guess that's we, we could have
1: yeah. done. But, uh, so my wife comes up to me, like she like crouches and like comes over to where I'm sitting. Cause she was sitting in a row in front of me mm-hmm. and, uh, she goes, do you understand what's going on in this movie? I said, I have no on baby. Honestly, I have no clue what's going on. And she said, I said, do you, she goes, no, she goes. This movie, when I'm watching it, it sounds like the kids describing to me what happens in the movie because it's like – and then they were on a boat and then like McQueen shot a guy and then they were in a bathroom and then they were at a party and then they went to France and then they were in Italy and then they were – and then they were – and then they and it was like on and on. The whole movie was a
2: there was a big clock and then a ray gun.
1: Yeah. And they they danced on a tight wire? And then they flew and the one plane – the one car could turn into a plane and the one car could turn into a boat and it's like, dear lord. They just – I mean it was like they never stopped with that movie. Yeah. What, why? You know, why, I don't know. Don't, I honestly can't tell you what that movie was about. I can tell you this though: my kids loved it. My kid loved it too. Lightning McQueen, mm. I think, won the race. And, and I asked my kids. I said, "What? What happened in the movie?" And they said, "The there was a bunch of spy stuff. That was it. Just a bunch of spy stuff." Hmm. But speaking of which, we saw a preview for the new Spy Kids movie,
4: <laughs> which now
1: has aroma vision, where they will have sense in the theater. It's in four D. <laughs>
0: I didn't realize scent was the fourth dimension. Stephen yeah. Hawking may take a, a <laughs> rib with that with that claim.
3: Here is the thing: I get about that. How many times in like cinematic history have they tried to do like gimmicky kind of shit? Where like, like who is that that horror director that like would have skeletons like fly into the eye? I don't know the guy's
2: like, name, but it's a guy that directed the, the the House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Is this, is this the same guy who would sell life insurance, life insurance policies? policies yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Like, they, they do that kind of shit, and it's like it doesn't ultimately. If you just make a good movie and put it in the theater and.
4: It's, you can see you it. You know... Well. Don't tell it,
2: Pixar it, that. You know why that, why that worked and why that guy was uh, important, though? Why? Because he was becoming like the poor man's Alfred Hitchcock, and that's why the movie The Haunting was made. To be a, a, as a reaction to his cheap theatrics, yeah. they wanted to make a legitimately scary horror movie without any side effects. It. And it was their answer to The ha- House on Haunted Hill was The Haunting of Hill House. That was a fantastic no, movie still just, to this it's day. it's called The Haunting. Yeah, well, it's... I think it's
3: 1959. Yeah, it's still one of my favorite horror movies because they have barely anything. Like, there's not, there's like one effect in the whole movie. Yeah. So most of it is just like setting it up. Or like, if, they, if you hear voice... It's tension. They'll, they'll, they'll zoom in on the wall. To, like, this thing, the, air, the spot on the wall you'd be staring at if you heard a voice through it, and you can barely hear it. And then they just do that for a while, and it's, like, you can imagine being in the situation more than, like, in the new version, they had, like, faces coming through the wall. You could see the face, or, like, you know, you could see full figures. and like Plus J-Lo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you look at, like, that movie where they had nothing, and they had to work with what they had. And then the movie, the I think it was made in the 90s. I don't know. Do you know when it was made?
4: No, like the early 2000s. 2000s. the remake, yeah,
3: yeah, and it's just like the, what we can do now doesn't tell it doesn't help us tell stories. You know, if we can't tell the story,
1: yeah, right. It's like the, I think it's based on people's memories of what they saw in a the theater as a kid, and then they try to replicate it, but then they take it too far. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 fill in the gaps for the audience, which that's the that's the best part of horror is you you know show them a little bit, and then their mind will create something worse. Spe-
2: yeah. Speaking Definitely. of remakes, do you guys know the remake in Total Recall right now?
0: They, yeah, they
1: yeah. are. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Why? Why that movie's fine. It does not need to be. Who's going to be in it? I don't know. Hopefully, Um, all right. I'll tell you this: I don't want to see that film unless The Rock is in it. If The Rock's in it, I'll totally watch it. (laughs) I'd watch any with The Rock in it. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know why The Rock isn't the biggest star in America. I always say that. Dude, he was he was the entire reason to watch Fast Five. Yeah, I mean all of the explosions and stuff, but that dude was awesome. Yeah, Vin Diesel was not. Dude, if you're you're Vin Diesel, you should never (laughs) ever allow yourself to appear as a muscular guy against the rock, the rock or opposite the rock in a film he looked like that dude you kick sand on on the beach <laughs> he did he was the before guy who got uh, sand kicked on him in the beach in front of his girlfriend exactly. and the rock was the dude kicking the sand he's the, he, <laughs> he's the dude in the back of the comic like sending yeah. to the charles atlas workout program <laughs> he, was, he was like he was standing there trying to decide if he should order atlas or the x-rays vision <laughs> <laughs> where you can see the bones in your hand yeah
1: so what is the scariest thing that you have ever seen in a movie Like, your scariest moment. Would it be that...
3: Oh, uh, there was a really scary movie. I forgot the name of it. It was uh, a South Korean movie. Do you remember it? It was the... Two Sisters. Two Sisters. sisters. That movie's really scary. That was pretty scary.
2: A Tale tale of Two Sisters.
3: Yeah, and then it's about these two girls, sort of... It's really weird because at at the end, it kind of has this departure from reality, and you don't know what it is you've actually watched, if it's real or whatever, whatever's happening, Um, which I have mixed feelings about anyway. I think that you should at least kind of have an idea of what's going on by the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. I think so. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. No, but there's like a scene where she like hears something. She hears a drip and she looks under... This little light. Like, I knew that was the scene scene you scene were I, say. Yeah. I knew that yes. when you,
0: as soon as you mentioned the movie, I knew that I was going to be the same. I don't what scene. it was
3: about that, but it was so scary. I guess it's because that fear—that fear that, fear that you have when you walk up to something that has like a hiding place under it. Like if you walk next to your bed, like I always like take like usually I'll jump up onto the bed. Like I won't mm-hmm. get within a foot of the edge of the bed. Do you yeah. do that still? Somebody to cut my you know Achilles like they probably <laughs> be doing <that>. right yeah.
2: <laughs> no,
3: no, no, no it's scary. No, that was a
2: scary moment. Yeah, I have to say the entirety of The Exorcist.
4: Oh yeah, the that movie freaks me ones out one, to
2: think about. My wife hates the crab walk. Crab right. walk is uh, terrible. The yeah. Crab walk, just yeah. the
1: like,
3: beginning of the thud in the attic. I don't know, like yeah. that <sighs> that sound because that sounds that we hear all the time in our house.
0: Every second of that film is scary to me. You too. I've started hearing stuff in my attic lately. Also, it's been
3: really? freaking me out. Probably squirrels.
2: Probably squirrels. Oh, yeah. Murder squirrels. or I
4: don't know
0: the <laughs> Grudge
2: <laughs> or something. That that was, your old from... apartment
3: looked just like the one in the Grudge. Like
2: yeah, I remember. Well, in Juon they like the original, not, I not think the remake. But, but
3: the, the house and the graduate yeah. kind of matched. It looked like similar. But cool. yeah, your apartment had this like weird attic crawl space, which is weird for an apartment anyway. Yeah. Um, and it looked exactly like the same layout. Like you should go up there and see the bodies in the corner.
2: You know what I thought was weird about that whole deal? Gus would go out of town a lot. It was back when we traveled a bunch. And so you would always feed his cat. But you would go over to Gus's house to feed his cat and take a shower. You don't know what... Really. Well, I had shower cam. <laughs> I remember you taking a lot of showers in I Gus's took, like, old apartment. I shower
3: at his apartment. Uh-huh. I just needed one at the moment. I Did you know
0: what... about this? Uh, I think they told me after the fact.
3: Yeah.
0: Like was, after I moved I mean, out of the apartment. You know they're like, oh, I need to take I don't I care. I don't care. If there's
3: a door that I can lock and I don't have like three people running in and a dog when I'm trying to take a shower. I'm happy with that. I don't care if I have to go to somebody else's
1: house to get it.
2: <laughs> that sounds, make, like, it sounds like a threat. Stop <laughs> making people and buying dogs.
0: Stop. <laughs> What about you? What was your scariest uh, movie moment?
1: Uh, you know, very specifically for me, and it just creeped me out. First of all, when in The Shining, when Danny turns the corner on his big wheel, and the twins are standing at the end of the yeah. hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about long hallways that freak me out. Really long, especially long hallways that end in a door. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. And there was also that scene in Poltergeist when she goes at the end to run up to the kids' room, and the hallway just like stretches mm-hmm. oh, yeah. while she's looking at it. I don't know what that is. That just freaked me out. That free- to this day, it's like thinking about it freaks me out. There's that, a, there's
4: that
3: movie was scary. And the, the clown thing. That, and the fact that it was under the bed. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> it's always the bed. Did,
3: didn't that scare you as
0: a kid? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Everything scared me as a kid. <laughs> there's a, a hotel in San Francisco. I forget what it's called. But I stayed there a few years ago uh, on one of the trips. That looks just like uh, the house from The Shining. Oh, yeah? It's got like those long halls. That sounds and, like, awesome. Doors at the end of the hall. And like super vaulted ceilings. And the elevator. I mean, it, it's like... You feel like you're on the set. It's so weird. Well,
3: he. I think the Stephen King wrote it. He stayed at the hotel. What was it? The lookout? No, the, yeah, that place, is, the that place movie, is there. But there's a real place. Yeah, that it was based on. Anyway, but he stayed and like one night within one night he had the story like written. Like I think he, I remember I've had an interview or heard an interview where he said that the the fire hose scene, or whatever you know, where the fire hose comes down and like snakes across the floor, like part of the story was inspired by him just walking by this thing and like imagining what could happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember a fire hose scene in The Shining. Am I crazy? It's in the book.
3: It's in the book. Oh, okay. okay. I okay. Griffin's like, never no, seen the
1: movie. I think
4: it's in
3: the movie. I watched it once and I didn't, like, I, it was enough of a story to intrigue me, but I didn't know how certain things had happened. So I read the book. And actually that book, like for a few, like three months after I had nightmares, like just from the book.
1: As it, weird as that, I probably couldn't go back and read it today. But it was like that for me. I it, tried to go back and read it.
2: It's got to be horrible, ago? right? I got about eight hundred pages in. Saw that I still had like three hundred to go, and I could. I had to put it down. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, well, at that point, I feel like you're, you've already yeah. gone so far. You would think so, or you can cut your losses and run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've already, I already read that book twice as a kid. It's like it, it, Bernie's right. You can't go back. Well,
3: no. and on, also, the I dude's
2: fucking verbose.
3: You can't, you can't read Stephen King out loud to another person. First of all, it kills kind of the the buildup anyway, like the scary parts sort of is shot by two people reading out loud to each other. And also there's so much of that inner bullshit, like the inner monologues and stuff that it's just like reading it, skimming it while you're reading it fast to yourself is one thing, but trying to read it out loud to somebody, it just like drags. It's terrible.
4: Hmm.
2: It's, I remember liking him a lot as a kid, but like I tried to go back the, uh, maybe a year ago and read that under the dome. Cause I, I like the concept of that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Simpsons movie. And uh, I had forgotten that he, what that thing he does where he'll introduce a story arc and then he'll introduce you to every single person in the town, a chapter at a time. And you're like, "There's got to be twenty thousand people in this town." I am. I have to stop immediately. It was a good book, was it? I got two hundred pages in and I had to stop. I just couldn't. I couldn't give a shit about ancillary characters anymore. The meth guy kind of wore me down a little bit, you
1: know. Yeah. But it was like it
2: was the most like the stand of any other book that uh, he I, had written. I got beat down by the high school football player dude that killed his girlfriend and yeah. like had the brain tumor. Yeah, he just like. Ugh. He wore me and
3: out. It, it, that's the thing i think anytime where he like slips into a voice you know like or it's like a way of speaking that just drives me crazy like having to commit to it or like all the do you know what i'm talking about like he always has some character that talks in a weird way and then you gotta like suffer through chapters of this guy talking in this weird way <laughs> yeah. and if you're reading it loud it's really hard especially if you're embarrassed about doing accents i
0: think the only stephen king book i ever read was the stand and i remember like the trash can man that was his name right he was like that where he had a weird method of talking. Yeah. The, yeah and
1: uh, was it Tom, what's his name in, in the stand? The moon guy? Oh, yeah. I want to say Tom Moon, but that's
0: not his name. But yeah. The, there were, like, whole chapters of the trash can man, like, his thoughts and, like, walking around, and it's like, oh, my God, it's, like, it's so jarring and incoherent.
3: Yeah, it, I just feel like it's sort of like a writer... Masturbating
0: a little. Bit. <laughs> he did, man. That guy's prolific. I mean, he can just write and
1: write. Yeah, no kidding. You know, I, what was the? What, I read a long streak of Stephen King. A long
2: streak. Oh, yeah, it was my entire childhood. And then I had a book that broke me of it. Do you? Do you remember what book made you stop? I had a, a very clear moment of when I stopped reading uh, Stephen King. I did the same thing. I not, read.
1: By the way, this is not a criticism. No, I, no, yeah.
2: No. I, I read probably twenty twenty five Stephen King books. I read every single Stephen King book up until four past midnight. I got halfway through the Langoliers Langoliers, huh? Langoliers killed it for me and I, I put it down and I never picked up another book until dude he's got some of the best short stories I know, until, until like, I was an adult Night Shift Night Shift short stories fantastic the, awesome. Jerusalem's Lot awesome Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a story in Night Shift or Skeleton Crew. No, it's Salem's Lot? Or- no, no, Jerusalem's Lot was a short story about Salem's Lot, but like 100 years in the past, uh-huh. about a dude who just moved there, and he lived in this house. And it was uh, like pre-vampires, but it was about how, how the Jerusalem, the area was evil, and that's why the vampire was attracted in Salem's Lot. And it's just about like this satanic church he found in the woods and how it slowly drove him mad. And it's okay. like a 40-page short story. But it's if you like Salem's Lot, which I like a lot, it's really cool like... Prehistory
3: is the house that he moves into is that the one that yes. is in, the, in Salem City yeah. and he hears
2: stuff on the walls and, yeah. and then he starts like stuff he starts going mad scary. and then he goes off into the woods and he finds this like satanic church, and this is like in the 1800s yeah. and it's just it 's super, super fucking creepy.
3: stuff in the walls is always scary what, getting what, back to what things are scary in movies What mm-hmm. killed
1: it for you? Uh, I read Tommy Knockers and made it through Tommy Knockers. was tough, but I made it through I made it through Tommy Knockers and then I read gerald 's game. Uh, Would you ever read Gerald's game? I
2: read like the first two chapters, and I,
1: I tried to read the whole thing, and I think I read the whole thing, and that just, it, it like it, it killed my momentum with Stephen King. It was like Cujo two to me. No, it felt like I already was read that. Misery
2: two to me because oh yeah,
1: Misery is a good one too. It was basically a story about this man, this woman that go on a like a I guess like a romantic weekend together in some remote, remote location, and as part of like role play, he handcuffs her to the bed. And something happens where like he gets a little too aggressive or something, and she kicks him in the balls yeah. while she's handcuffed to the bed, and she kills him. Like somehow, like he falls maybe, and maybe, hits his head or some maybe some shit. he's too worked up or something. Anyway, this guy dies. So the whole story is this woman handcuffed to a bed naked. So it was like it was like misery in a way, and like Cujo where she's trapped. But then it was like this weird like. He kind of like Piers Anthony Griffin in that the sex stuff that we stop
3: it. bringing that up? Please. I know. So that, that,
1: <laughs> there's something There's something weird about the uh, the sex stuff that he writes, Stephen King's sex stuff. That's like it – I either like – I kind of identify with it sometimes, but a lot of times it just feels like too overt or weirdly like too juvenile.
2: Stilted and you – know. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
3: No, but that's funny because it, like when you start to pick up on something – from, like, somebody that you could create something, and you sort of pick up on something that you can't really identify with, it's hard to see past it. Yeah. Like, I that was with Pierce Anthony. Like, I couldn't... It was the sex stuff got weird to me as I got older and was noticing it more. Um, and then anytime it was sort of, like, anti-gay or something anti-gay was sort of worked in, even if it was not very overt, like, it just bugged me. I couldn't, I couldn't keep buying books. I couldn't keep reading it. Really? Yeah. But I think that if you pick up on some weird... Because, I mean, so especially with writing, I think you're very naked when you're doing it. I and mean, even if you're writing from a different character, you're coming up with something that you may not do in a million years. It was in your brain to begin with.
2: Tommyknockers, mm-hmm. interesting you bring that up, and the sex thing. That was what almost killed the Tommyknockers for me. There was a lot of weird sex stuff. I think maybe it was back-to-back reading those two yeah, books. Yeah, because it was like... <clears throat> there was like it got into like weird alien sex stuff a little bit and it was just like Tommy Knockers was I, long too. I was like 16 when I read it so I was super horny and ready to go and even then I was like this is just like, this is not a turn on.
4: <laughs> you
1: know I, I often think that Lost parts of Lost were inspired by Tommy Knockers. The whole I, thing about finding the hatch that's very much like Tommy yeah, Knockers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know Kick, the,
2: kicking the tripping over the uh the piece crescent of metal and the yeah. One, you know. When the, when the, the digging and the Do you guys know what that book's about? No, no idea. It's about a... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. It's about a woman who kind of lives off in, I think, probably Maine. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. But <laughs> really? Outside of Bangor, Maine. And uh, she uh, is out, like, walking in the woods behind her house, and she trips over, like, a piece of metal, and she starts to uncover it, and it's like a crescent, so and the more she it up, uncovers, yeah. the more it is. And then so she's kind of freaked out, but she's a writer. And she goes home, and she, like, gets out her compass, and she draws it, and realizes that it's massive, like... I don't know, hundreds of feet across. So she starts to excavate it, and it's a spaceship. And as she excavates it, uh, like the memories of the aliens inside start to infiltrate her mind. And then, like, there's she a starts, Death Ray, and Lightning a, McQueen is in a ray. Yeah. <laughs> like, she starts like writing. Then he's in Italy. She starts <laughs> writing books without knowing it, and like all kinds of weird stuff. But she, on. And and but she, she grabs the edge of
1: it, and it stops vibrating. And then yeah. she
2: hears like all this stuff in her head, and then, yeah. It's and out. then, it, like as she excavates more and more, it starts to affect the entire town, and right. the, it, everything just kind of goes to hell. Huh. Sounds great, cool idea. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Cool. It's, it's, it's long; yeah. it's really long. If you, if you can get past the her sister's dildo chapter. You're probably fine. So, <laughs> or if you you know fold all the
1: pages to come back to you later. So, who's who's an author then? Who would you read all the time? And you're like, this is I will definitely read a book by them. Under the Dome, by the way, was I loved it? I thought it was great. Really recent Stephen King novel? Thought it was great.
3: Um, I'll read anything by Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman, and mm-hmm. I
1: haven't read anything by Neil Gaiman—not a thing. You
3: should read American, read American Gods because it's about to be an HBO show, I think.
1: American Gods, okay? Yeah, it's a good points. book.
4: Yeah.
0: What about you? Does anybody you would read? Uh, I don't read a whole lot. the uh, The guy that I do that I read more than anyone else is probably Neil Stevenson. He wrote uh, Snow Crash
2: and stuff like that. Snow Crash, Kryptonomicon. <laughs> okay. Does it have to be somebody that's still making books? No, like a contemporary author. I, I've read everything and will continue to reread everything by Dash Hammett and Raymond Chandler. Okay, those are my go tos. What's, what's the number one book in that one? Oh gosh, uh, the, Raymond Chandler has a, a book of short stories called *Killer in the Rain*. That uh, it's like his first seven novels. I'm not but familiar in, at all. Like, what's his genre? F- f- like, uh, like noir crime, okay. like LA noir esque. Yeah, like, yeah, like n- 1940s LA. Kind of like your Matt script, yeah. Kind of like Matt's script. Yeah, Matt had a a, a pulp, you know, S- same text,
1: same theme. Yeah, you like that stuff, huh? Love it. Yeah, yeah. My, mine is definitely Cormac McCarthy. I read by anything by F- Cormac McCarthy, yeah. and I know a lot of people can't slog through it, but I fucking love it. Dude
2: Dude's a great writer, but I just don't want to commit suicide every time I read a book.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, because you because you think about the road specifically? I've also read about like the, the one about the dude and his buddy that go down to Mexico. Yeah, like, all from, the pretty horses. God damn. There's a, there's a, that's in a series. Yeah. And I just recently um, went
1: back and read The Crossing again, and it's like – it's interesting because I had that book out, and one of our actors that we just recently hired like came out of the audio booth, saw it, and was like going crazy for it. And so we talked about Cormac McCarthy for a long time, and it was weird because I say the first like 123 pages of that book are absolutely perfect, and they couldn't stand they couldn't stand it. They thought it was horrible, and they, they just waited to get through to the last part of the book, which is really? like the last two-thirds of the book. So yeah, man, I just I, – I, I think it's great. He also wrote No Country for Old Men. Yeah, and other things as well. Wow, we
0: talked about reading for a long time.
1: Yeah, we, I feel. We proud. Can keep going. We we're,
0: we're, are. Uh, I bet if we reclassify to the book <clears throat> book section of uh, iTunes podcast, we, we might win that one.
2: We'll destroy. <laughs> we'll be number
0: <laughs> one there.
1: I wouldn't be so sure.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if our podcast would fit in in that Hopefully section. Hopefully, NPR doesn't have a book
2: podcast that we have to compete uh, come against. Come on, <laughs> what
0: is going on with NPR?
2: Wait, wait, don't read me. <laughs> 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 what? A, what was the last book you read?
1: Um. Well, I was just rereading that, and I yeah. read, I read uh, I just I just made a pass through uh, a bunch of the Halo novels because mm-hmm. I was writing for season nine. Um, so I guess the last thing that I read, new book that I read, just whatever first first, first time read first time read for me, so new to me. Can I can I skip and come back to me because I will talk sure. about that for a it's second. Tough.
2: How about you? Um,
3: I'm reading I'm reading reading Tina Facebook right now. Oh right,
2: bossy pants, bossy pants, it's fucking hilarious, it's pretty and funny, it's a really
3: fast read. It's a good airplane book.
2: How about before that? Do you remember?
3: Um, we've been reading something together.
2: We, we, the last thing we read together was the Houdini biography, oh, I think. That was a long time It was ago. a while Shit. ago.
3: No, it's been a while since we've been reading.
2: What about you guys? It's been a while, and y'all are going to make fun of me. But,
0: uh, it was a Stephen Wolfram book called A New Kind of Science. Oh, nice. It's about math. I'm going to beat you up <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> no, here, let me just give you my milk. money <laughs> right now. I guess my first
1: one, uh, the most recent one I read recently, was uh, Coal Protocol, which was a Halo novel. And I just, mm-hmm. said, for whatever reason, had read that one. So... I still need to read the uh, the Forerunner books that they put out because I, uh, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read the new one yet.
2: I put every Halo novel and every Gears of War novel in my, uh, on, my on my iPhone, and I just haven't gotten around to reading them. I've been reading Cannery Row for like t- seven months. Yeah, I read like a page at a time. I don't know why. Can't get through it. It's a good yeah. book, though. The only one was, just I would hard say, to sit down and read. In the Halo novels, I mean, I think that you could probably skip the second
1: one, which is the Flood. It's almost like the novelization of the game. Yeah. You could probably you could probably skip that one. Not because I didn't like it, but because it could potentially kill your momentum for reading the series. I see what you're saying. But you definitely want to get through to first strike mm-hmm. and ghost of onyx and things like that, especially Ghost of Onyx. And then contact
2: harvest is great too. Got them all.
3: Oh, I know what it was after Houdini. We read the Anders game series. Or we tried to. Address. Oh I mean, shit, we you, went through Anders game. That's you right. Were talking about the killing the momentum, and there's definitely some points in everything after Anders game that you that kind of kills the momentum. You have to commit to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You, yeah, you got about seventy five pages of pecaninos where you're just like, I don't know. So you guys I only, was that the third novel. Space battles were awesome. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, it's good though. It's really good. It's really good. We made it through the first four well, books, and
3: I think that as far as like science fiction it's just like a you have to read them
2: yeah you know i've never done that before either where i read like inder's game and then had to immediately read uh whatever the next one was i can't remember the names of all of them and we read like the first four books in without a break without a pause i feel like I like did, book to book to book to i book. did
0: that with those star wars novels that came out a few years ago oh, the shit. timothy Zahn
1: ones
2: yeah the timothy yeah. Zahn ones like, yep. I,
0: I think i read all three in like the course of 4 or 5 days it's a I, good series yeah. i could not put them down
1: yeah it's a really it's a good series mhm What's this Game of Thrones everyone keeps talking about? Did I somehow I miss? I don't know. I, I, I,
2: it's I, very popular. It's based on a book, right? I, I don't know. I've never heard of it. never heard of the book, but apparently it's beloved. And the HBO show is fantastic, too, I guess. I don't, I don't know, know a fucking thing about it.
0: It just ended, right? Season one just ended or something? I guess. Maybe i wonder if it's on iTunes. Maybe I should check it out. I'm, like, tar- I'm tired of every woman I know talking to me about how, about how hot Peter Dinklage is.
1: He's the midget guy from the uh, the stage name. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, 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 that dude. He was in uh, Elf. He was in Elf. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, he was great in Elf.
1: Okay, that guy has some. That guy has some. He was in Charisma. Rock.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who he's was he in Thirty Rock? He be- played Liz Lemon's boyfriend for an episode. Mm-hmm. Remember? Oh she- right, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Tosses his hair. I think he's a small child. <laughs> and he has to like make
2: up for it. That's a, that's a great, great joke. I guess dwarf, not midget, right? The, the little person. Yeah, is that right? I think, I think so. Okay. He, we listen enough Howard Stern that we should know this. <laughs> Yeah, we should.
1: Yeah, we definitely should. What's the difference? It's uh, not necessary for me to ask. Is it- I think
2: "midget" is a derogatory term, right? Oh, is it? I thought there were two different yeah, yeah. definitions. I think there's a difference between a dwarf and a little person. I thought but specifically, yeah.
1: dwarfism is
3: it has something to do with the proportions. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: right. It has to do with the limb proportion to the torso. I think is what it is. Like, yeah. I think a dwarf is normal sized torso and just the the limbs are shorter, and that's it. Mm. I think think like I, that's I what know. we mean. Right. We, we Man's a dwarf,
0: I think.
3: Well, there's probably some guide on the internet you could link to. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll be <laughs> sure to find
0: the guide. But uh, we can't go too much longer. Turn on Safe Search. So if you guys... <laughs> <laughs> the other day... Oh, man. Speaking of Safe Search, the other day we talked about... When we did the video podcast, we talked about TSTV. Uh, yeah. So I was, you know, when I was doing the link dump, I was like, okay, I need to find some TSTV links. So I typed TSTV into Google, and like all the text results are like transsexual, transvestite porn. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. Well, I'm just looking for their logo. I'll just click on images. So I clicked on images, and I was like, I just wasn't thinking, and it was just like dudes giving other dudes blowjobs who look like chicks, and it's like, oh my god, what was I thinking?
2: Did you save any of the searches? Yeah. Was, like, I've got them all cataloged. The now
0: I really want to
1: po- find a power supply for that. Right t-
2: new meaning to the term link dump. <laughs> Hey, so
1: I want to bring up something, too, that I forgot to mention. I had to go look for My Power Supply when we were talking about it. But you're talking about the old movies, like The Haunting and just like selling life insurance policies for people to get in the theater. Did, did you guys ever hear about the gimmick they did for the tingler? When they electrocuted the, the seats or whatever? Yeah, so the, the, oh the thing was in the in the movie, there was this thing called the tingler, which you couldn't see, which would, I guess, invade your brain and your spinal column. Yeah. And you would feel a tingling the, the characters in the movie would it would take them over, and the only way to rid your body of the tingler was to scream constantly, like just to start screaming at the top of your lungs. And so find sk- find a tarantula hawk. And, yeah, so <laughs> get stung by one. So what they would do is they would rig seats in the theater. To have an electroshock device. All of them were just select ones. Select ones. And they just start turning them on in the middle of the movie. And so people would just start standing up and screaming in the movie.
2: Which,
0: it sounds pretty cool to me, actually. Is like, were they standing with, the thing is, were they standing up and screaming because they thought they had the tingler? Or because they were getting fucking electrocuted in their <laughs> chair?
2: Probably a little bit of both. People were easy to, to rouse back then. I watched a documentary on Vertigo uh-huh. and the phenomenon that it was. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I watched it a long time ago. But if it is, you should check it out. They have footage of like the Vertigo premiere. And by vertigo, I totally mean Psycho. Yeah, I don't I know why say, I said yeah. vertigo. And uh, if you watch Psycho now, it's a pretty tame movie. Yeah. You, so, like, you get why it's influential, but it's not. I mean, after you've seen like a Paranormal Activity, you're not going to be scared by it. You know? We talked about this before, like Did we? Citizen Kane. Yeah, and how you go back and watch and Kane, you don't have the perspective, right? But they had footage of, like, women running out of the theater, like, 30 minutes in, screaming and crying and having to be consoled by their husbands and their boyfriends and, like, people yelling at the camera about how, like, how something like, something this disgusting should have never been made and it's not fit for people to watch and it's mm. too terrifying and it's all shock value. Man, I would love to go back in time and just show them, I don't know, like an Eli Roth movie? Yeah. Like, show a 1955 audience, like, Hostel. To people with, like, you might see spontaneous combustion.
0: You know, um, kind of on a related note, over the weekend, my wife was asking me this question, which I thought was really weird. She said... If, like, let's say a serial killer from, like, the 1800s showed up today, do you think they'd be scary? Like, do you think they could kill anyone? Or is like, your average person today be approached by the serial killer and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, like punch wh- out.
2: why are you twisting your mustache menacingly? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm it's like, like, a, like, a, like a murderer from the past isn't nearly, is, <laughs> is nearly scary anymore. I, I, just, I disagree. Times? Are you yeah.
2: rhyming at me right now, <laughs> sir? Yeah. Yeah.
3: First serial killer in the North America actually, beat, we have that uh, in Austin. It's like the first. It was before H.H. Holmes in Chicago. Wait, it was the Servant Girl Annihilator, and he used to lobotomize women, rape them, and cut their face up with a hatchet. First, still scary today. I bet. I am into that. That's no. First scary. serial Whoa. killer in
2: the Western world was from Austin. That's, yep. why, that's why they have those uh, moonlight Lights. towers. I'm sure mm-hmm. we've talked about this extensively yeah, in the podcast. To on the podcast.
1: I don't, I, want to I don't like
2: people it. know too much about serial killers. That's like a yeah. flag for me. Well, we just went on a uh, on like, a ghost <laughs> tour of Austin and found out all about them. Like microwaving mosquitoes. Yeah, <laughs> <That's sick laughs> flag. Do you think Perry yeah.
0: Steakhouse is going to get added to the ghost tour? Maybe it will.
3: Okay, so that brings a point about the past. Like the fact that they could just electrocute you in your seat, and they didn't have to warn you. That's fucking crazy.
0: Well, I was going to say there was a period of time
1: where people didn't really respect electricity, and they would use it as like a party favor. And I've run into this down. Have you ever? You ever gone down to Mexico? Like some of the boor- some I trying the- to avoid it. Okay, so, so <laughs> I used to get on the like border towns in Mexico, and there's this dude walking around at some of these bars down there, and he has this game that he likes to play, which is essentially where he has a car battery on <laughs> oh his God. belt with a dial on it, and you hold two copper rods, and you're drunk guys in a bar holding two copper rods attached to a battery with essentially a resistor, a variable resistor this guy cranks up, and you see who can go higher on the dial, and you're like... It's kind of like, I guess, that thing that's in the Dave and Buster's with Uncle Fester on it. Except yeah. the fact my friend won because he could go higher than anyone else, but we realized he got to the point at which we could no longer let go. <laughs> like, oh he, won, he won a trip to the yeah. emergency room? Like, he was like, I can't see it because it's a visual thing, but imagine clenching your fist, and then his arms started to roll up like this. <laughs> and we were like, wow, well, you're Chris, you're doing awesome. And he's like... <laughs> 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 and then eventually, I think somebody figured out. we like, "Hey, turn, on, turn, turn off the battery." Oh, oh man. Man. No, and that's, that's
4: and What about. you would
1: do is you would both put down a dollar, and whoever could go the highest would get his own dollar back. So that's how you won. You got your own money back. You didn't pay to be shocked. That's wow!
3: So you wow. You, got, you you got a free shock if, if you, you got shocked the most.
0: Only if you won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you lost, you out of buck. It sucked, dude. It sucked. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> but uh, thank you for that great story.
2: Guys. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. no kidding. I'm sorry, I've never heard that one before. I'm just glad there were no snakes involved in uh, that story.
4: Check us out at Anime Expo this weekend and at San Diego Comic-Con in about a month. Yeah. Sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Ta-ta.